It's all true. The boogeyman is real. And you found it. Boy, the next word that comes out of your mouth better be some brilliant fucking Mark Twain shit. Because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. Coming to get you, Barbara. Well, I bet you'd stick your head in the fire if I told you you could see hell. Meanwhile, you're too stupid to realize you got a demon sticking out your ass singing, Holy Miss Moly, got me alive! <laughs> get that bitch, Leatherface, get that bitch! Leatherface, you bitch off! Dog will hunt. This is Bill Mosley, and you're listening to Cadaver Lab, so don't change that dial or whatever the fuck it is. Hello, and welcome to the Cadaver Lab, episode 30. I'm Mike. And I am Sam. 30. That's pretty impressive. I guess. I, I mean, I we we still get downloaded from time to time. So apparently, uh, some there are people out there that aren't sick of our shit yet. You know what's my favorite is when we hear someone's like, "I just got caught up with your show. I've been listening to it for the last two weeks." It's like, what the hell have you? Two weeks? Are you just? What are you doing? Because if you start adding that up, it's like almost two hours. Yeah, it's a whole lot of time you're spending listening to Cadaver Lab on the forums. Like lately, you know, and I don't I don't mean to talk about this in a derogatory term. Somebody brought up in. Uh, on episode eight, some, somebody brought up, oh, my gosh, that was so funny. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have no idea. I saw that post. What we're talking about. I just went on there last. I've been nopping on the forums for probably three Why weeks. Why are you such a dildo? I, I, I don't know. I've been so freaking Get busy. on there. I, you know what? I will be on there. You know, I'll be honest with you. It's probably a little easier for me since I sit behind a computer all day yeah. long. I've cut my Twittering out quite a bit. Have you really? Well, because I've been taking a lot of shit about Twittering. Uh-oh. Just about, uh, like, from my buddies at work. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, you're a puss. <laughs> you Twitter. I'm like, you know what? Only real I, I men Twitter. that off. So we have, we have a pretty fun show for today, I think. Yeah, uh, I do Sam too. went out, and uh, he actually put some hard work into the show. Let me give you a hand. Thank you. Thank you. Inst- I- instead of me saying, oh, Sam, dude, I need, I need this from you. I need to... <laughs> Oh shit! I forgot <laughs> that happened last week. That was so bad. No, it's, it, I'm just teasing you. It, it's a whole new segment. Mm-hmm. Sam, Cadaver Lab Man on the Street. Oh, dude. And we're gonna. I feel. Gonna, hopefully, that's a kind of going to be a new thing from now on. I feel like a kid in a candy store. Now, I can't guarantee that every single time I'm going to be able to do something, but I'll tell you what: it was pretty easy <laughs> to get some good stuff today, and so we'll we'll play. I've got a few things I'd like to do, and that was just yeah. short notice, so I'm excited. Well, that plus the fact that the movies we watched were fantastic this week. Yep. Last week, we did the basket case. The, the, problem, the first problem that we had, I mean, I'm not saying it sucked or anything. I mean, that's for you guys to judge how mm-hmm. bad it sucked. Mm-hmm. I don't, but we, we recorded at 9 a.m. Yeah. and talked about, well, one movie I liked, but the other two weren't, you know, so I didn't get into it. Well, I kind of felt like I felt like last week was a little bit of work. Well, Like and, it was kind of a chore a little bit. What? Well, no, just like... Uh, no, I, I hear you. Because the movies, we, you know, we had to get through them. They weren't as enjoyable. Well, we did it at 9 in the morning. It just well, and felt... the thing is, I'll tell you what, too. I do not like watching movies on my iPod. Oh, I yeah. found out that I don't like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's a chore. It, just like you're saying, it's a chore to me. Mm-hmm. And when I was on the plane, <laughs> except for the... Uh, there's one... I, I don't know. Did I mention that some dude looked over at my iPod because yeah. I was laughing at yeah. the junk alert part? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, except for that, I, I just don't like watching it on my iPod very much. So, you know what? Uh, I mean, that's just because we had so much yeah. crap going on. But you know what? This episode, I think, uh, I, I tell you what, I enjoy the movies way more. Yep. And, I, yep. you know, maybe, maybe it has to do with watching an iPod and I didn't like it as much. So maybe that was an unfair basket case review, but uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, I, on number one, I, I think. I watched I, all three full screen. And, <laughs> and they were still shit. Yeah. So we got a couple of things today. Like I said, we're going to do Cadaver Lab, Man on the Street. We got some voicemails. What do you want to do first? Let's do some voicemails, man. I like I like starting out the voicemails. Let's do some voicemails. There's one special for you that we're oh, going to get to, but but uh, let's just that say all, this, all the crap that I was giving to Sam earlier, you know, just, just barely now, that is nothing. But let's save that one for close to the end. <laughs> Hi, this is Julie from 19 Nocturne Boulevard. I have a little rebuttal for the nameless guy who ragged on you guys this week. Sir, don't you understand that being the incredible voice sex symbol that I am, the boys like to play as much of me as possible in every show because how else are they going to have enough time behind the mic to enjoy my luscious voice? That being said, Sam, um, thank you for saying I'm cool. And, <laughs> and um, I, I mentioned watching sports on the treadmill. I watch Kung Fu movies, so I totally agree with that. Um, <laughs> and, oh, and Mike was saying he'd listen to a couple of shows. If, you do, if anybody out there does want to listen to the show, not every episode's horror. It varies widely. But if you want a horror episode, listen to my show, I mean, at www.19nocturneboulevard.com. And I actually try not to do too many horrible plugs, so I've been really, really restrained. But listen to Where Are You Now or Making Book. Those are the best horror episodes. Anyway, um, you were talking about movies for a Japanese episode. Um, really awesome film is Uzumaki. See if you can get it. It's twisted in every literal possible sense of the word. But um, now the full meat of the matter, which is you wanted to know why people don't like House of a Thousand Corpses. And here's my reason. I, I don't hate the movie. I just find it very unsatisfying. And the reason why is, uh, one reason I will say that many people probably hate it is most people kind of go to a movie you know, and maybe this is changing now with everybody. You know, I mean, everybody's always kind of rooted for Jason, but you always kind of root for somebody to survive, too. Well, in this case, a lot of people probably went to this movie thinking they were going to see, you know, four people in car run into scary family and are brutally murdered. And that's not really what the movie's about. The movie's about scary family, which is annoyed by four people and kills them. It's the emphasis of the film is very clearly with the scary family. And that's where Rob Zombie's sympathies lie. And that's one of the problems I have with a lot of the more recent slasher films is that you're not getting somebody who you can root for in a survivor sense. It's all, it, all the emphasis is on the, the villains, quote unquote. I mean, you know, we like a good villain. We love Freddy, but we love seeing Freddy get his ass kicked. Um... But the biggest problem I had with House of a Thousand Corpses is a good slasher film takes you through periods of horror and then some release so that you can go, ah, and then you can be shocked again. I mean, it's like a roller coaster. Boom, But House of a Thousand Corpses constantly ramps up. There really isn't any release. 
I mean, even at the end, I mean, there's no hope. There's no, you don't really ever believe anyone's going to get away. And you don't really have a lot of sympathy for the characters. He didn't really develop the four people in the car anyway. They're like, hmm, girl with camera, girl with bad, guy who's driving, and guy with morbid sense of humor. I mean, that's pretty much as deep as their characters go. So you don't really care for them. There's no, there's no release so that the next hill doesn't have to be as high. And, uh, and there's never any hope that anybody's really going to escape. And those were the things that I found unsatisfying. I hope I haven't rattled on too long. Bye-bye. Wow, thanks, Julie. In fact, um, we loved your sultry uh, voice there. In fact, I got a big boner right now. <laughs> I'm not... I am editing that out. She's, you know what? We need to respect women on this show. We should not. They are not there to give us boners with their voice. I respect women on the show. That's why I do a mammary count every effing week. Well, you know, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I know that we have our own little rating system. Some stupid ass shit that we made up early on. But uh, to be honest with you, the higher the mammary count, the more likely I am to watch a movie. I know. I, I, just I hear you. <laughs> No, thanks for the opinion on um, House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm actually shocked. I, I mean, I probably mentioned this because this is from two episodes ago. This mm-hmm. episode, I freaking like lost a couple of uh, voicemails or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, playing that one, that was you know in response to two episodes ago, and I cannot believe how many responses we got. People, a lot of people loved that show, mm-hmm. but a lot of people hated it too. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and stick with my own opinion and not listen to anybody else's stupid opinions. Yes. Why, why am I being such a dildo? You're not. It's just that we really like that show, and so anyone that tries to, like Julie, just right there, she she said why she didn't like it. I, t- I completely 100% disagree to be, with To it. be honest with you, it's uh, it's okay that she disagreed with it because I had a boner. Okay. <laughs> Did I mention that? that I, <laughs> I'm stopping right there. Good night, everybody. I don't know what is wrong. What's going on? I'll tell you what it is. is we, Sam and I just went out to Famous Dave's, had a nice, delicious burger and sandwich. And then he gave me a hand job underneath the table. <laughs> oh my god! So I'll tell you what—I right. am in a great mood. Wow! <laughs> it's because I told you what some of this man on the street stuff was, and oh, so yeah, it's top right. of mind. You know, I'll tell you what too. I mean, as funny as that was, that was a joke. But uh, Sam and I were playing basketball a couple of days ago. Eh, well, what was a Monday? Yeah. And uh, of course, I'm posting Sam up, and you know, Sam Sam is a dirty ball player. Oh, he will elbow you in the back of the head. Whatever. And, and, and kidney punch you and all this stuff. So the only way I can get him off my butt the whole time is I reached back, pretend to grab his wiener, except for I felt something. I'm like, dude, is that, was that it? Yeah. It's like, yeah, that was it. He had my gumdrop right between his two fingers. <laughs> we are officially homosexuals. <laughs> Let's get to the next voice. Yeah, here. please. Hey, gentlemen, this is Bull. Yeah, that's about it. Um, I, uh... Was looking up, you know, some stuff on Basket Case. You know, they did a uh, a remake of it um, in the late '80s. There was a remake. Um, they didn't title it the same, but it, the the premise was somewhat similar. There was a genetic experiment, and um, instead of just being born, you know, there was a genetic experiment, and it created, you know, the the two the two Dwayne and Belial, but they weren't conjoined. There was just Dwayne, it was, you know, big and Delilah, it was short and ugly. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, so basically Dwayne finds out that he has a brother 
and he goes searching for them. Um, they didn't use the same names. I don't remember the names they used for the characters, but uh, he goes searching for them, and he finds them, and I think he's like a used car salesman or something. Anyway, um, uh, directed by Ivan Reitman, uh, Danny DeVito, and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, twins. That aren't done. Okay, that was pretty lame. But uh, hey, thanks for listening. Bye. That was the longest setup for a joke I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. <laughs> you know, there's a, I have a special place in my heart for twins. Why? Because it's the Benedict brothers. What? Isn't there, their last name's Benedict? Oh, it them. is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. You just told everybody what your last name is. Oh yeah. I thought we were trying to be maybe like I'll, cool. Maybe I'll edit that out. Yeah, you probably ought to. Damn it. Jeez. Somebody start stalking me. What if Julie started stalking me? <laughs> I'd have priapism 24-7. Uh, what the hell is I don't even know what that is. Constant boner. It is? I'm stopping that. That's the name of that? that? Is, by the way, that's going out. That is. There's no way that's going to make it. What's it, it called? Priapism? Priapism. Well, that's what they say on those ED commercials. Well, that's what's funny is because like when I was asking around today on this, when we get to our little segment, uh? I was calling it permerectionitis, and I did not know there was a real name for that. You know, calling back on my education in the medical field, uh, yeah, that's I. Yeah, I propiasis? What? Uh, you just screwed. Sorry, me dude. <laughs> Priapism. Priapism. Interesting. I've got to. I've got to work that into a work call. Somehow. You may want to. You may want to look it up before. Check. Check. Check your sources. All right. I said check three times, like I was rapping. Check. Check. Chickity check. What is up, Cadaver Lab? It's Brother D. How y'all doing? Just got done listening to the last episode in which you talked briefly about Horrorhound Weekend, which was amazing. I know all of the uh, listeners of the various podcasts, you ought to be tired of hearing about it because you guys, Drunken Zombie, Obscure 80s, us, you know, not living podcasts, but again, horror, we're all talking about it. And I'm sure at this point we're getting tired of it. But you know what? I don't care. I wanted to take a second to just, <laughs> it's not that I don't care, but I do want to take a second to say, Mike, it was a blast meeting you. It was it was an honor to know that you flew all the way out from Utah just to see me and my wife and Corey Haim. <laughs> uh, you know, Corey Haim, um, I didn't know that he tried to start something with you, too, because uh, he and I, you know, we exchanged some pretty harsh looks at uh, Frost-tipped little uh, dude. No, I mean little. Guy's like 3'7". Um, I, I didn't realize he was trying to pick a fight with you too, brother. Uh, you and me, let's take him on. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, again, good to meet you. Stay, stay safe, and uh, remember, when you think zombie movies, think mail order zombie. Stay loose and stay safe, baby. Peace. Dude, now, I feel a little bad about the about the coverage that we did last, busy with last week about horror. Hell. Why? I'll tell you why. Because your stupid ass didn't make it out. <laughs> listen, no, I okay, am no, no, not. No, listen. I am not going to go through and justify that again. People no, don't want to hear. No, it. no, that's fine. No, that you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Stick it up your ass. But let's let's. Okay. Now I listened to I listened to the mail order zombie recap of it with Brother D and Bren. Right. We both experienced it, and it was so fun to listen to. Yeah. Today I actually just listened to the Drunken Zombie podcast, and they basically went over it too. And they were having so much fun shooting the shit, and here I was. And then uh, in the morning, I went and I saw Lucas, <laughs> and then I uh, asked him how he had such a wonderful tan, and then I talked to Doug Bradley, and I peed next to him. It was so great. <laughs> that was on mine. I couldn't experience it with something. I, I it, know. 
You know, know. You, you left me out. Listen, we're gonna we're, I'm working on it for another time. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> By the way, Brother D, you and your new nemesis, Corey Haim, I don't I don't think we need to gang up and kick the shit out of him. I think either you or me or my five-year-old daughter could kick the shit out of him. I don't think we need to gang up on him. And by the way, you know, he didn't try to start crap. It was me opening my big mouth and uh, him, you know, being a stupid ass, which is normal for me. I, I am, I am. A, You're amped up tonight. I'm cussing, and yeah. you know, that's just that's just not becoming of a young of a young man. What are you talking? I'm about? an old dude anyway. I know. It was just me opening my big mouth. I, you know, I didn't feel like I felt. If anything, I hurt his feelings. So he had to go home, go back to his hotel room, look in the mirror. Corey, you're handsome. Of course, it's not really a mirror. His mom gave him a picture of him when he was like 16, when he used to be handsome and not all cracked out. He looks <laughs> in that and pretends it's a mirror. Okay, anyway, that was rude. I can't believe how beat that guy is. You know, by the way, nobody deserves that. Nobody deserves he that does. kind of crap. No. Yes, he does. He's a human being. Yeah, but. He's a really stupid ass, yeah, exactly. attention horror human being. But you know what? Okay, Sam, listen to this though. Yeah. No matter what he's become, back in the day, Silver Bullet, Lost Boys, he was he was bad. He was there for us in our time of need when we needed some good horror movies. And now, when he needs us the most, we're all making fun of him. <laughs> that doesn't seem quite fair. It doesn't seem fair. I think that I think that uh, even though Brother D didn't give you any shit, I gave you a little bit of shit. I think it's about to. I think it's going to keep yeah, coming. I, I'm pretty sure it is. Hey, gentlemen, it's Brian from Drunken Zombie. Uh, giving you a call. Uh, I listened to the last episode. Absolutely fantastic. Loved it. Um, Mike's horror hound recap, though, he left out one important story. Uh, we went out to the Waffle House at like three in the morning on Saturday, and the waitress totally made fun of him. And it was hilarious. But uh, he sort of uh, snaps back at her, which was even funnier. So I'm not going to tell the story, so I'm going to make Mike tell it. So, you know, that he'll have to say it on the show anyway. Sure, it's told it anyway, because it was the best part of the whole weekend, and you know it. Uh, Sam, hopefully you can make it out next time. It was absolutely fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I definitely can't wait to uh, see you guys in person again. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. You see, that would have been a great story to tell. If I could talk to talk about it with someone who was there who could get oh it. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe we're still talking about this. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to I just like I said, I just listened to the Drunken Zombie podcast today and uh they did a way better job telling this story than I the Also, oh, they told the story that happened? Yeah. Oh, really? Basically what happened is some lady came in and I had my gut out and she was like, "Oh, I can't what was it? she she said, "What are you 5 months pregnant or something?" Are you kidding me? But basically, she goes, uh, well, you know, and I, and I can't, I can't really remember what happened. <laughs> she basically said, "Well, how many of you had to drink tonight?" And I'm like, "None, none, none, none. Your business, get out of my face." And I just tease. Oh, but there was one lady there that was pretty funny. She was like, "Oh, so what? What? I can't remember how it came up, but we started talking about who, what, why we're here. We're here for the horror hound." Mm-hmm. And some lady's like, "Yeah, oh." So what's your website? And I'm like, cadaverlab.com. Oh, I've been there. Uh-uh. No. Oh, my listen, gosh. So like five minutes later, she's, she mentioned, what, what are you from again? Cadavercom? What? It's like, th- listen, as if I was going to tip you anything in the first place, okay? <laughs> For the, you know, actually, you know, it was fun. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't talk bad about the waitress. She was just up there doing her job. That's right. She's like Corey. Corey Haim. Hey. 
Except for she didn't have to suck cock for two Oh, oh my. Actually, we were going to cut right there to an, to our next uh, audio clip. But uh, I just want to, I want to introduce this one. It's Slug. He sent in his recap of Horror Hound Weekend. Uh-huh. And uh, you think I've been giving you shit? I'm pretty sure it's coming on thick right here. Dude, so have we, I mean, let me, I mean, are you feeling a little pressured or anything like that? <laughs> you should be, you dick. Sorry. Mike and Sam, this is Slug. Uh, I wouldn't exactly say fresh back from Horror Hound, considering it's about a week later. Uh, but I just wanted to send you guys a little bit of uh, audio feedback and kind of like my personal Horror Hound recap. Um, it was awesome. It was great meeting you, Mike. And uh, Sam, yeah, you're still a puss for not going, but it would have been a hell of a good time even if you were there. Um, you know, seeing as how you probably would have brought everybody down by, you know, being there. But, oh well, you know. Uh, yeah, Mike did get me to do his bitch work. Apparently, I was his bitch for the weekend. Um, lazy bastard. But, anyway, I had a great time doing it. Uh, great time handing out the cards, the DVDs, taking pictures of and with you. Um, especially the one with uh, Bernarski. So, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, basically, uh, the entire time I was there, I was having a great time, no matter who I was hanging around, um, even around Bernarski, even though he was a scary dude, he was cool as hell, just, just crazy, crazy guy, um, anyway, if you can hear in the background, I'm doing dishes right now, uh, it's one of the things you gotta do when you're unemployed, so, uh, which by the way, this is the first audio feedback going out from my new place uh, with Connie, who Mike met at Horror Hound. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, she had a pretty good time, too. And uh, in in Connie's words, and I, I would like to echo the same thing, uh, Mike, you are such a nice guy. You actually made it feel like we had known you for years, and you'd be some, you had been somebody that we had, you know, just been hanging around all the time. You just were super welcoming, super nice, and just great guy. Uh, Sam, I can't say the same for you because you pussed out and didn't go. <sighs> Pussy. Um, anyway, I I would definitely like to go to another Horror Hound again, and it'd be even cooler to go and see not only Mike, but Sam as well. So if you can, you know, get off the chain from your wife for a weekend, uh, or bring her, I don't care. She probably won't have as good a time as you will, but, you know, bring her, whatever. It'll be fun, but, you know, apparently you're too whipped to go. Uh, leave the state of Utah. Too many Mormons keeping you down. Uh, maybe it's the ten wives you have. I'm not sure. Um, you and your crazy polygamy. Um, at least that's what Mike said. Uh, Alright, so now to cover a little bit of the Horror Hound festivities. Um, particularly the ones involving Mike. Um, I was actually there when Bernarski was like trying to hint to Mike that he was not paying the right amount to him and actually saw him slide the tablecloth and kind of nudged him like, hey dude, uh, you you need five more dollars. Um, It was a very intimidating situation. Uh, He was pounding on the table, which I've never seen a Guinness bottle actually hop away from a person, but it did, uh, which was very scary. And apparently he scared Luke Goss just a tiny bit every time you'd pound on the table, uh, as well as everyone around him. 
So, yeah, Bernarski was a very intimidating dude and was apparently Mike's best friend whenever he would just walk near him. Uh, just kept coming up and talking to him, like, hey, what's up, dude? And just being all Bernarski. Um, which, by the way, the new term for uh, anybody who's just being a retard in public is, you know, they're do they're pulling a Bernarski. Um, because, as we all know, it's an expensive habit to be Bernarski. Um, so I guess alcoholism is an expensive habit. But I wouldn't know. I'm not an alcoholic like Bernarski. Alcoholic Bernarski. That's right. I'm saying it. It's going out over the internet, and I doubt he's going to hear this. So uh, if he does, uh, my name is Sam. I do the Cadaver Lab podcast. Uh, sorry. Waka, waka, waka. Peener. King of the junk. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Got to set you up for the uh, Bernarski beatdown there, Sam, since you didn't go to Horror Hound. But if you had, you probably would have had the same uh, string of bad luck that me and my girlfriend had, um, which I think you guys touched on on the show, of blowing out two tires and having to replace a third in one day, and also having a weird debit card fiasco take place. But that's all actually been put behind us now. I've been in contact with the state of Indiana, and uh, we got the debit card replaced, so everything's better, and either way, I had a good time. I tried to, you know, stay positive on the whole thing, um, but yeah, it was a great time. I got to meet a lot of people that I really wanted to see uh, celebrity-wise, and even more important, I got to hang out with Mike and the Drunken Zombie Guys and Not a Living Podcast, uh, which I didn't hang out with too much. But, you know, kind of stop and talk to a few of them every once in a while. And, uh, you know, like I said, I got to meet Brother D, which was awesome. And the Obscure 80s guys, which I've never listened to their show, but I have to now because they're just awesome. And I actually intend on making some uh, pastry crack sometime in the very near future. Um, if Mike didn't explain it to you, Sam, tough. You weren't there. So, sucks to be you, bitch. Uh, but, yeah. Basically, I had a good time, even though I was Mike's bitch the entire weekend. Uh, oh, and one more thing. Since I've been picking on Sam this entire time, now I need to pick on Mike. Uh, I was there sitting right next to him during the viewing of Plague Town, which he, quote-unquote, fell asleep. Yeah, you fell asleep, Mike. And, uh, yeah, we know. Your wife was not there, so apparently you wanted to get a little man-loving on. Because you rested your head upon my shoulder and started snuggling with me in the middle of the viewing of Plague Town. It was so cute. And, uh, yeah, Connie was getting a little jealous. So, I had to put an end to it. Kind of pushed you off a little bit. But you were you were snuggling with me. I think you might even give me a little peck on the cheek and call me honey. But I'm not too sure. Uh, I was a little wrapped up in the movie. But, anyway. Uh, that really happened to everybody listening. I did not just make that up. Um, yeah, feeling a little awkward, but I'm still going to keep listening to your show because it's a great show, and uh, Sam, you're still a puss, but you're an awesome guy anyway, and you need to come out this way sometime and hang out along with Mike, and whenever Horror Hound comes around again, I will definitely be trying to make it. I'm not so sure Connie will want to go because of the whole tire thing, and she just didn't have that great of a time uh, actually being at the convention, but hanging around everybody she had she had a great time she loved hanging out with everybody so um 
Anyway, I've gone on for like seven and a half minutes now, so I'm going to go ahead and get off of here because i got some laundry to put away. Woo! Unemployment. Awesome. Yeah. I'd rather be working, but instead I get to deliver little nuggets of uh, feedback to you guys. So, hope you guys enjoy it, and can't wait to actually meet you, Sam. Uh, as much crap as I've given you in this, it'd still be fun to meet you and, you know, actually kick you in the balls. So... Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, good job of not giving Mike any of the bracelets to hand out, jackass. Uh, Would have been great to actually, you know, have some promotional material other than just the business cards. Um, and I need a, a Psychomantium DVD because I was dumb, handed them all out for you guys, and didn't even keep one for myself. Because apparently I'm a D-bag and I should be on the Douchebag po Podcasting Network. Um, apparently they have changed it to the Doobag Podcasting Network because I'm retarded and can't talk. So eight and a half minutes in, and I'm signing out, bitches. Bye. I am feeling the love. <laughs> Not only for myself, and I appreciate those words because I can tell that I was missed, yeah. but I, I thought that that was just beautiful how, the, how you said how you loved Mike and now, you guys cuddled up and all sorts of stuff. Now and listen, is, I've, I've got, that, I've got a little problem with hot. that, by the way. I've got a problem with that. <laughs> Here he was, like, you know, it's God, you know, you were such a nice guy. It's like we've been hanging out. And uh, then he got all in my face about cuddling. And I'm like, listen, I cuddle with people who I've known my whole life. Oh, okay, I know got that. a problem. Oh, no, I know I'm that. just, that is probably the most embarrassing thing that I've heard. That's funny if that's true. <laughs> I wish you would have, like, punched me or something. So at least I felt a little pain. We'd have both, we'd have both felt like a little manlier or something <laughs> like that. Oh, uh, let me make something absolutely clear, too. Yeah. I didn't, the last time we were talking, um, and I was saying that uh, Slug did all my bitch work, that wasn't actually, um, I wasn't actually trying to call Slug a bitch, because I appreciated all his help, uh, that was actually a backhanded way to uh, call you a bitch. Oh, oh, I appreciate oh, that. Oh, okay. So, so Slug, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean, I didn't, you, know, apparently, I, you know, I just said it, I've I, got a big mouth, obviously, I, I, I didn't mean to be a jerk about that, but no, that was a great uh, Horror Hound weekend. You know what the thing is, is everybody there was cool. Yeah. And, and I mean, and I've told everybody, I've sent them an email, and it was like, you know, go, to go out there, to have me by myself, you know, and, and hang out with me and, and whatever, that was really cool because it could have been really bad. Yeah, that's awesome. Nope, that's good. Yeah, so thanks, Luck, for that. Uh, how do you feel about that? You feel fine. You don't I care. I feel fine about that. You don't care. No. Now, I reckon you fellers think he's kind of funny. I was listening to... Uh, your episode about inbred rednecks. Now, my my son he brought that home from the local library where he gets on the interwebs, and I want you to know I don't think it's funny y'all talking about West by God Virginia that way. Uh, you couple, you top knob bobbers, uh, come up there and whoop your ass. Tell you what, you ever come to West Virginia, we'll drag your ass out in the holler and peel your nuts like a couple of grapes and feed them to you. Yeah, and that one little pussy, what's his name, Stephen? I'll tell you what, I don't think that boy's really from around here. He sounds like one of them city pussies. I'm going to find that motherfucker and beat him upside the head with a two-by-four just like Mama done me. I don't, where where do y'all get off talking inbred? I mean, just because my wife got 11 fingers and toes doesn't mean that she's inbred or nothing. Hell, her her daddy and mama are just cousins. That ain't so bad. 
Anyway, y'all be cold bitches before I come get you. He's been wanting to do that. <laughs> He's holding back his redneck. Every, you can, every once in a while you can hear the twang coming out when yeah, he calls. Uh, that was how he really talks. You know what, though? I think we do owe everyone an apology. I think that um, the title Inbred Redneck Horror was yeah. a little insensitive. Maybe we should have called it uh, Working Man from Conventional Stock Horror. <laughs> How's that? I like that. I like that. Inbred redneck horror is good, too. That, oh, Listen, just because that applies to a certain one-fourth of the country, <laughs> that that's how everybody is. It's just, hey, listen, we're just firing back from everybody thinking Utahards are yeah, exactly. uh, polygamous. I mean, that's all yeah. we ever get. We, we go on, we talk about how manly it is, yeah. and all they do is come back, well, 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 polygamy. <laughs> well, let's put it this way, and I think I made this abundantly clear when Vaughn called in. Name-calling is the last bastion of the weak-minded. Oh, oh, that's right. Yes. That is a great way to put that. Well, I'm just saying. I know. You know, I, I don't necessarily mean that with Vaughn. Maybe I do. <laughs> but I'm just, no, I'm just teasing. Anyhow, uh, Stephen. Oh, I mean. Uh, uh, Billy Bob. Bi- Billy, Billy Bob. Uh, I'm actually surprised that your son knows where the, uh, the local library is. And I'm uh, actually pretty shocked that uh, you've heard of the interwebs. So, you know what, so kudos to you. We do, we do appreciate you calling in our show. And uh, I don't know, other, other than that, do you have anything else to add to our now one of our, uh, one of our biggest red, uh, conventional stock? I don't know, never mind. It's just redneck. <laughs> All right, well, you know, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Mm-hmm. We're uh, going to go into the new segment. But let, let's, let's play a song. You get all ready for it, and then uh, we'll go right into that. All right. The Midnight Podcast is a weekly gore fest dedicated to everything zombie. Go to midnightpodcast.com and prepare to bleed. I'm not so good
to Sam with the Cadaver Lab uh, News and Report. I'm here with Drew in Salt Lake City, and Drew's going to comment on a couple of the stories that we have going on. Um, so first of all, there's a report out of Tokyo uh, about a, a girl who was, uh, her family was killed by the mob. And so she actually, she was tortured by the mob, and she actually had her arm cut off. So she had a, uh, a custom-fit machine gun attached to her arm, and so she went back to get revenge on, on some of the mob. So the questions we're asking are, when do you think that's ever justified that you can go back and get revenge on things like that? I don't know if it's ever justified. I mean, testing for a machine gun to your arm, uh, that just, I don't even know if that's real. So, so that's not something you would do, obviously. Obviously not, no. Okay, so if you were to go back and get revenge, what, what weapon of choice would you have if you were to, I mean, if you were to go get revenge, what would you use? bazooka or something a bazooka i like that that's that'd probably do some damage so that's good police arrested her but um she had hit the body in a trunk of a car and so we don't think that's a very smart place to put a body so if you were to hide a body somewhere where would you hide it where would you get rid of it um i'd probably hide it in like a ditch or like a underpass or something like that. okay the, the next thing that we're going to talk about real quick um there's a lot of drug companies that have like side effects to drugs and they always say oh watch out for this this and this we're kind of taking a survey to see if people ever experience those side effects. So just give a quick yes or no to any of these that you've run into. Um, blurred vision? Uh, yes. Okay. And this, you don't have to, just if you've ever experienced these side effects. Nausea? Um, no. Headache? Yes. Oily discharge from anus? <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I haven't had that either. <laughs> um, increased desire to eat dirt? No. Lightheadedness? Yes. Erection lasting more than four hours? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, increased desire for necrophilia? Uh, I don't even know what that is, so no. Okay. Uh, violent tendencies towards midgets or panda bears? No. Okay. Uh, swelling hands or feet? Nope. Dry mouth? Nope. SIE or sudden involuntary erection? No. <laughs> okay. Tremors? Nope. Nipple bleeding? Nope. Hair loss? Hair gain? Nope. Stinky feet? Nope. Bloody nose? Nope. Passing gas that smells like flowers? <laughs> nope. Okay. All right. Good. So that's basically a little taste of what uh, to expect from <laughs> Sam. By the well, way, I need to get more polished, but I, at least I'm out there and I'm talking to people, men of the street. By the way, if there was some jackass that walked up to me, I would not tell him where I would hide a body. I- well, and yeah, I wouldn't either. And I would come up with a better idea than a ditch or, or an underpass. underpass. <laughs> well, actually, if you can give it to him for the underpass. Yeah. Because if you if you uh like, you know, get him in some plastic and tape them all up, an underpass is actually probably just a quick ditch of a body. That's yeah, that's true. So, cuz I've actually thought of that before. I've actually done that with like uh like uh trash. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, sure. Like who, who uh, doesn't? like my wife's mom. And, uh, oh, no, I'm just, oh I'm my just God. <laughs> oh, that's right. funny. Hey, you got any more? Yeah, well, this is Sam with the Cadaver Lab News Podcast, and I'm here with, hold on one second. What's your first name? Only first name. Michael. Michael. I'm here with Michael, and we're going to get his opinion on the news story that was just broken out of Washington, D.C. They're looking to make midgets or little people carry a card as a registered little person. Do you think that that's fair, that they do something like that? No. I don't even know if that's legal. That's discrimination. And so, no. 
Okay. When when would it ever be okay to do something like that? Do you think? I don't think it's okay to classify anybody as anything and have a carry a card around and say it and stuff about themselves. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you. So uh, you had to get out of there pretty quick. Oh huh? my gosh! Well, it was funny because the first thing when uh, when I walked up to the guys, like I can't answer any questions. I'm like, no, 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 it's not about the movie theater. Uh-huh. So then he let me ask the questions. Out of the corner of my eye, I see a purple shirt with a name tag come making a beeline over to us. So I'm like, okay, see you later, bye. By the way, let me ask you something. Yeah. Okay. Do you think it's whoa? Sorry what you doing over there? No. What do you, do you really think it's that important for midgets to carry cards as if you wouldn't know they're midgets otherwise? Well, I just had to come up with something to work a story in about midgets <laughs> that would get people up in arms. And that guy was pretty up That's in arms about discrimination. It. Yeah, he was all serious. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's get into right. your chick one. Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'm here with this is Sam with Cadaver Lab Nightly News, and I'm here with Megan. And she's going to comment on a couple of the stories that we've got going on there. <clears throat> there was just a report out of Washington, D.C. that there's been a, a, human, te- or a human trial for a phase three um, test that when people consume fecal matter, it actually helps with myopic dysfunction. So I'm wondering, myopic dysfunction is some sort of problem with the heart. I'm not exactly sure what it is. So I was wondering, do you think that that's a, a good thing to do, to be testing uh, eating fecal matter, even if it helps save heart disease? But human fecal matter? Yes. Um, it's, it's, it's human. They've actually, and they're testing it on humans right now. Is it your own or someone else? Well, and that's a great question because actually they're showing that it's better to, it's better to consume someone else's because it's a foreign bacteria. So it's not your own bacteria. And so these bacteria are taking it. Somehow that's, that's clearing up the, the heart disease. It's, I think it's really gross. So I think it's disgusting. But, I mean, under, I guess the question is, under what circumstances would, would, you, would you do that? I mean, would you eat that? If I was going to be, like, dead the next day, I would eat it, maybe. Yeah. I think if they, like, made it themselves and somehow biologically made it and not took it from somebody else, wouldn't it be as horrific yeah. as taking it from somebody else? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And so the other question is, um, you know, they're talking about doing it in, in pill form, but you'd have to eat like five or six pills. So they're also testing uh, which way you should, you should consume it. So if you had to, and you had to consume it in a way, like cooking it a certain way or something like that, what, what would you recommend? I'd do the pills before I'd like fry it or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would definitely agree there. So let's take the pills out of the equation. If you had to do it another way, I mean, on a salad, you know, any of that type of stuff, is there any way that you would that you would consume it? I think I'd just eat it. If you put it with anything else, it ruin it forever. Okay, that's great. Um, and then the other thing that we're doing is there's always there's with with drugs and things like that. They always talk about a list of, of uh, side effects, and you always hear them, and you think, well, who who has those types of side effects, right? So we're actually seeing if anyone's ever had a side effect. It doesn't necessarily have to be to a drug, but if you've ever experienced any of these. So just say yes or no to any of these. Uh, blurred vision. Yes. Nausea. Yes. Headache. Yes. Oily discharge from anus. No. No. Increased desire to eat dirt. No. Lightheadedness. Erection lasting more. Well, that doesn't apply to you. Uh, decreased desire, increased desire for necrophilia. No. Violent tendencies towards midgets or panda bears. No. Swelling hands or feet. Yes. Dry mouth. Yes. Tremors. No. 
Nipple bleeding? No. Hair loss? No. Hair gain? No. Stinky feet? No. Bloody nose? No. Passing gas that smells like flowers? No. Okay. Well, thank you very much again. Your name was? Megan. Megan. Thank you very much. It's official. Megan eats shit. <laughs> yeah, you need a pretty big toothbrush after that. Wow. I would just like fry it up or, or just eat it real quick. I cannot believe, honestly, I'm just, I was laughing on the inside and some of the other stuff I did. I just cannot believe people took me serious. Well, as I'm walking up there and I'm, I'm asking them these questions. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> hey, I've got a question for you. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, ha- I have an erection that, that curves severely to the left. And I was wondering if you guys have like some sort of brace that helps to straight that straighten that out at all. Mm, let's see. We don't have a brace, basically. I mean, it's like a harness. Okay. That, that you have to wear, and, and it, it, it's more like a, it's not a torture device, but it's like a harness with some straps on that you are able to basically when you get an erection, it will stay up. You know? uh, so so it's. So, Instead of going to the left or to the right, it will stay up. Oh, oh, really? Okay, so that so that'll help straighten that out. So, explain to me how that works again. Exact what what is it? It's, it's basically it's a harness. It's like a, like a, um, how can I put it? Um, okay, let me go get it. Sorry. Okay. Hold yep. There? I am. Yes. Okay. Basically, it's well, it's a harness where actually uh, it will wear like an underwear. And your your unit will I mean your testicles and everything else will come out of the hole. Okay. And and outside when you get an erection, it has some straps on it so it'll allow you to hold that in place. Okay. And going to the left to the right, it will be basically up. Now, so if this is like a, if this is like an underwear, can can I wear it during the day like I'm like I'm at work? Is it is it going to give me an erection? Well, I don't I don't want to. Uh, I, I don't I don't think it will be something that you wanted to wear because it will be. I mean, it will. It will you, it, it, it little bit probably will be a little bit uncomfortable. Okay. But it's it. Um, but 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 I would put it on like uh, when I'm getting ready to uh, you know to to get turned on. I guess is, is is that how that works? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I mean, if you get an erection. You're able to wear that and just try to hold it in place. Uh, instead of going to the left to the right, it will be up. Okay. Now, the, the the second, I think that that may be what I'm looking for. The second question is, do they come in different sizes at all? Uh, they uh, basically is one size, and it comes with adjustable belts. Okay, so the belt's adjustable, but like if I have, you know, if if I have a large bump on my on my shaft. Then it's gonna. I mean, it's not gonna. I can't adjust that at all. I mean, is is it a flexible material? Oh, it is made of leather. Oh, okay, okay. So I can I can so grow it into it. Be, I mean, it will be as durable. Believe me, it will. I mean, if it, that's why exactly the way you want it will work. Okay. All right. Hey, that is that is great. I appreciate that. And do you have like a bunch of those, or do you have one? I mean, I have two in uh, on place right now. I have two on display right now. Okay. Uh, but you're more than welcome to come in and see what we can, maybe you can, you know, if you know that, maybe you can something else, we can work something out. Do you have one that people can just, like, try on? Uh, <laughs> uh, not necessarily, though, but, uh, okay. I mean, like I said, you want to come, come and look at it, and, you know, it might be uh, that what you're looking for. Okay, man. Hey, I really appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>
Uh, that was so much damn fun. Oh uh, no! No matter uh, if I go left or right, you it'll go. It'll point up. <laughs> Did we talk about one point? No, never mind. No, never I mind. I, we should not even get into that. But uh, yeah, that's just a little taste of uh, the man on the street. Yeah, I had a couple of other ones that did not work uh, so well, but we will try again when I understand how to get the sound a little better yeah. and some ideas to hide it because they were it was fun and it was there's some pretty good stuff. So. Uh, it, leave it up to Sam to to be able to say stuff like bleeding nipples or uh, like an oily discharge from anus. <laughs> <laughs> so funny to, to people and just have them like continue to talk to him. Oh, yeah, it was great. So anyway, good times. <laughs> All right, well, let's take one quick break and then we will get right into the movies. Available now on PatioBooks.com. Bob liked hookers with a good See, size. I have something So I kill if you want to boil it down. That's what I do. But so what? All kinds of things kill. All Kinds of Things Kill, a horror anthology by Robert R. Best. Read or buy online at allkindsofthingskill.blogspot.com. Potiobook also available at potiobooks.com. Join me, won't you? Back, I gotta tell you, Sam, these movies were definitely interesting. I have more notes on these than I think I've had on any show that we've put out, you know, since episode one. These, let, let's put it this way, they were all, I mean, I guess the first two were, were fairly the same, but uh, they were all definitely open, opened my eyes. I, I, had no, I had experienced nothing like the first two in any kind of movie before. The three movies we're doing. Uh, our Tokyo Gore Police, uh, The Machine Girl, and Old Boy. And uh, after watching these three, these three movies, it's like, which one of these things is not like the other? Because two of them were fairly similar. Anything you want to? Anything before we get started? No, I, these these movies, yeah. like you said, were were outstanding as far as just over the top stuff that <laughs> oh, we yeah. get into, and uh, yeah, it, they were really fun to watch. So, okay, so title Tokyo Tokyo Gore Police, which was a Japanese film that came out in two thousand eight. Dad is the best. He's a police officer, and he loves me very much. He's kind, strong, and always gets the bad guys. He's just like a superhero. My dad's always helping people, like when they get lost or something. Everybody likes him, because he's such a great guy. I'd like to become a police officer, just like my dad. Over the last couple of years, we've been attacked by 
engineers. Criminals who have transformed their bodies into vicious killing machines. When an engineer is wounded by some weird process, it transforms its wounds into deadly weapons. Nobody really knows how they do it. Also, a key-shaped tumor is always found inside their bodies. To kill an engineer, you have to sever that part from their body. Where exactly did they come from? What's their objective? The only thing that is clear is that I carry the mission to hunt them. I'm a police officer, and they call me Engineer Hunter. The right, but first of all, I'm going to screw up every name that we say as far as, and I'm not even going to try. So you know what? Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. Uh, the writer was Kenjo Kaji, Kengo Kaji, and uh, Sayako Nakoshi, and the director was Yoshihiro Nishimura. IMDb gave it a 6.4. That was starring, uh, oh my gosh, E I H I Shina as Ruka. Itsuji Itao as the key man, uh, Yuka Hyde Benny as the to- Tokyo police chief, and that's all I'm going to say because I'm embarrassed talking about these names, even though i got two more movies to do. Uh, synopsis, the, the film is set in the near future uh, in, in anarchic Japan. A mad scientist known as a key man has created a virus that mutates humans into monstrous creatures called engineers that sprout bizarre weapons from in, any injury. The Tokyo Police Force has been privatized to deal with this new threat of engineers, so a special squad of officers called the Engineer Hunters are created to deal with them. However, unlike the average police force, the Engineer Hunters are private, quasi-military forces that utilize violence, sadism, and street-side executions to maintain law and order. Helping with the police force is Ruka, an antisocial, self-harming loner who is very skilled in dispatching the engineers. Along with helping the police, she is looking for the killer of her father, an old-fashioned officer who was murdered in broad daylight by a mysterious assassin. Ruka soon receives a new case to hunt down the key man. When she meets the key man, Ruka finds that they both are seeking vengeance against corrupt officers who killed both of their fathers many years ago. Soon after, Ruka's life takes on bizarre, tragic twists and turns. 
What'd you think? This was this was interesting, and 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 you know, I'll, I watched Machine Girl first. Oh yeah. So I kind of knew what was coming since this is the same group that that did Machine Girl. In fact, um, uh, the effects guy on Machine Girl directed this. Okay. And uh, I think what it was too is the director of Machine Girl. You know how they had some kind of the the the, the fake commercials or the propaganda yeah, well, that, commercials. Yeah, that was in, the director. Oh, was that well, that, that was, was in, in Tokyo Gore? Well, that's what we're doing. Right. Oh, I uh, thought you, uh, you said this. No, no. the okay. director of Machine Girl directed uh-huh. those uh, those commercials. Oh, okay. So yeah, it, they were pretty intertwined as far as yeah, really similar style, and it was just so over the top. It, uh, it was kind of like anime, but it was it was real life. I yeah, mean, it was absolutely a cartoon. Yeah, I mean the angles that you had people running at. Different jumps, um, the uh, the heroines wearing a, a kind of a miniskirt, like a schoolgirl dress. Oh, yeah. And I've, I've noticed that in a lot of the animes that they've got a lot of that going on. So I, it yeah. was just, I mean, it was it was just over the top. The well, blood spray, I mean, it was, it was almost artistic. Well, the funny thing is, is there was so much blood spray, the only way that they could possibly show you how much blood spray it was, was to constantly have it hitting the camera and it running down. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, God, they had to go through gallons upon gallons of fake blood for this oh, movie. Yeah. I have a bunch of notes. Well, let's get to it. I mean, this. we'll just bounce back and forth on it. All right, okay, so uh, the beginning, I think, sets the tone pretty well. Uh, you know, and, and, of course, we're not going to try... We're not going to spoil any of these movies, uh, but I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to make you aware of the very first scene. It's surreal. It's like a dream state. Ruka's remembering her father and everything... Uh, you know, in in it just kind of made him out to be this this great upstanding uh, cop, and in you know perfect. It, it seemed like there was happy music going on, and all of a sudden he gets his head blown the shit off, just like scanners. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. I mean, there was nothing left, and that of course sets the tone of what in the crap. I remember, I remember seeing that. I mean, because I hadn't I had not seen any of these movies before today, or before getting ready for today. But anyway, so we're. You know, I watched that part and I I grinned, just grinned, and that grin basically carried out throughout the whole movie because this was so over the top, outstanding, awesome, uh, practical special effects. You know that that uh, it, well, just, and, it and didn't ever stop. And interesting that the, the concept of when you get an injury, if you've got this key shaped right uh, tumor in you that's uh-huh. been inserted. Uh-huh. That, that whatever injury happens to you, you end up growing some sort of weapon, a bio bio weapon, wherever that injury takes place. So you see all sorts of crazy stuff, you know, heads that, that oh, have yeah. things growing out of them, um, other areas that have things growing out of them. Yeah, yeah. And they just go over the top with body mutilation and all sorts of stuff like that. The, the, I didn't I didn't understand necessarily why they had to have Ruka be a self mutilator. I didn't really. What? I don't know why that really played. I know she was depressed about her dad, but I'm just not sure. Well, have you ever seen Starship Troopers, the yes. movie? Now, I th- I think what they were going for this, and not the book. I- I've read the book, too, and the book is actually fairly serious, and it, it goes into a lot of deep political you know, uh, topics that, that you know, really get you thinking. But as far as the movie's concerned with Rico and, uh, you know, and how it was, it, that movie kind of reminded me, or I thought of that movie a lot when mm. I watched this because it's just it, that was over the top. They had all sorts of propaganda commercials. Uh, what were they? For instance, one was... Um, Oh, you need to privatize the police oh, yeah. force and it, 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 telling you it's just so wonderful. There's another commercial saying, um, don't commit Hari Kerry because it's oh, suicide yeah. and all that <laughs> stuff. But as far as the self-mutilation goes, it seemed like it was in vogue. I mean, there was a commercial there that uh, actually had 
tools that for sale that that uh, were made for cutting right. for wrist cutting. Right. And apparently, it's just it's just what they do now. I mean, you know, maybe in the future, you know, in this, everybody's so disenfranchised and upset, and you know, j- just the way that the world mm-hmm. has gone, that you know, maybe that's their only sense of control. And since it's gotten to be so popular, that's kind of what it what it is now. I, well, I, that's kind of how I thought. And, and I wonder, you know, I, I looked back on it. I didn't go back to look close enough, but there's a point where she ends up getting a bioweapon on her arm, and I wondered if that was because she had cut herself or if it got chopped off. I, I don't remember. Uh-huh. There were so many arms right. and legs and everything else going by. You know what was really creepy about this? Uh-huh. That was actually when I figured out what it was, uh-huh. was the uh, the dog person. Yeah, that was that was bizarre. There was a to me. pet, just basically like kind of almost like a like a quadruple amputee yeah. type. I, I don't know if you've ever played the video game The Suffering, but that's like uh-huh. the scare. I mean, that's the monster in The Suffering. All oh. these, you know, they have like the like the swords coming out and they're going around. But that was, I mean, that was just like wow. And they were wearing that, the, the, the mask, like uh, like the S and M mask. Yeah, like the the, the, the sent, sentinel in uh, House of a Thousand Corpses was wearing. Right at the end, like the gas oh, mask yeah. thing. Looking. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it reminded me of that. It was just, yeah, it was just very Well, and, that, and actually, like it that. just kind of was like, wow, you know, here they are. They have this pet who is not actually a pet, but they're going to degrade it to the point where, the, you know, they're going to look upon this lady as, as a pet and basically treat her like one. It was, yeah. was kind of, wow. Yeah, it was weird. And, um, you know, I think what, what really turned this movie for me, where I, I thought the funniest part of the whole show, uh-huh. was when they were using hands for darts or like arrows and they had the middle fingers pointing oh yeah out. and all, oh, yeah. all they had to do was put up a stick and it like curved around and then went shooting at every at the guy that just shot him what was it because she had because she had that thing coming out of her arm it looked like a like a like a snake alligator yeah, thing yeah, and yeah. it was like uh, and it had a giant tongue so she pulled the tongue straight right well, Is that's, that, what that's, that's what it was you tired? It was bizarre. Wasting. I am tired. Yeah, no, it was, but it was weird that they just kind of turned around. I just was laughing at that. I'm like, are well, you kidding me? I think, I mean, that happened a little bit later on in the film, and I think at that point you were just like, whatever. Yeah. I am ready to accept anything. Uh, the the first part that, that really was just like, wow, to me, besides the very opening part, was the fact she's on the, what was she on, like the bus or the, the subway or whatever. Some guy, I mean, it's packed. Some guy comes up and grabs her butt. He, she takes him out to this place, just chops off both of his hands, and there's so much blood spray, but luckily she had an umbrella. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it was just, I mean, I guess it's over top. The story, as far as the story goes, I think it was a decent story. You know, I mean, it was, I there's, mean, it wasn't that deep. But no, I mean, there were some twists that they tried to throw in and things like that. They were supposed to be surprising stuff. But, but it, pushed, it pushed the gore. I mean, right. o- this. I mean, obviously, this movie was not meant for much more than, you know, let's let's see what... Let's see what we can do as far as the gore is concerned. Well, that, that that's in the name. Oh, I mean, that's absolutely. exactly what they were going for. Absolutely. And they accomplished it really well. It wasn't stupid. It was it was definitely over the top, um, very animated, oh, lots yeah. of blood. They did not hold back f- people that were furniture. Uh, you had people that had <laughs> different appendages in different places that they had kind of mutated. And ugh. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about when they went into that, what, like that strip club or whatever. Yeah. They have the strip club and they have these three mutant women. Who apparently work for the? I don't. I don't want to give any of this movie away because let's right. be honest with you. There's not a crap load of story right, to right. give away. But uh, I mean, I don't know. Do you think any of the story, the twists, or anything like that was effective? No. I, th- the only thing that it did was really, 
you know, propagate the story. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it just kept the story going. Right. So yeah. that there was an underlying theme. So, hey, we can keep showing gore and certain <laughs> people have to die and, th- you know. All right. There was, there was, there were two, there were like, a t- I have like a list of, uh, oh, I think that's actually for the next movie. But I, but basically there's instance after instance of completely over the top destruction, gore, whatever. But there was one part, especially when they went to this, the strippers, there was I don't even I don't even know how to set this up. I guess I guess they basically were they they're put on display there to be I guess bid on not bid but somebody to say yeah I want to take her into the back where of course they have the rooms to do whatever they want. Well, they unmasked different ones, so they progressively got more shocking as yeah, you oh, went yeah. along. Well, in one of them, one of them they they take back. She uh, I can't remember exactly which one it was. She ties this guy up in, who happened to be a cop, and some and, and then one of the one of the main key man comes back and tries to start taking him, you know, like messing with him. Or I can't remember exactly, just killing him, torturing him, whatever. Mm-hmm. He gets loose and chops this woman in half. Well, since if you're an engineer, all that a uh, all that it means if you get an appendage, you know, chopped off or whatever, it just means that something totally wacky comes back in its place. Well. Basically, in, since she was cut in half where her legs are, a giant crocodile mouth came back. And talk about being scared of uh, vagina dentata. Oh, my gosh. That, that was wild. Well, I, and that, I wrote down a word the for throat, it. The throat of the, the thing. Throat, the throat of the thing was right where her... And that's why I was like, that is disgusting. Oh, yeah. Wow. I wrote, I wrote down a, a vagina crocodentata. <laughs> <laughs> She had that. That's awesome. She had that. But there was another one that was the worst thing I think I have ever seen in my life. Well, what, I can't even talk about it. Well, and there's junk alerts here at this point because they're severed. Are you talking about that one? Oh, the, I don't remember. Are you talking about the guy? Oh, oh, oh no, no, no. Oh, I thought you were talking, no, 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 talking no, no, about that. No, no, no. But that, but that's the same. That was before, that was the girl with the junk yes. alert bit off and that she guy's she became wing. the alligator. Yeah, yes. and that, yeah that's who that yeah. was. But so. that's okay because a big giant snake dragon thing came out of his wiener and shot out little kidney stones or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it, it was. It was something, and it was disgusting the way yeah. he was sporting that thing. But, but of course, all you could do is just watch and, and just enjoy it all because it's just there as a spectacle, right? Anyway, tell, tell them about the, the hideous one, the worst one ever. What, the chair one? lady. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so they progressively get worse as they're, as they're opening up the, the – curtains and these people are out and and the last one is a is this chair that you can tell they've opened someone up and 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 you can see it breathing yeah. so you know that it's it's a person is supposedly alive they've got fluids going in intravenously to this thing yeah well they've left the legs spread out and there's a piece of sushi or something <laughs> heart-shaped sushi sashimi. sashimi in front of it and I'll, like somebody says something and all of a sudden it starts urinating <laughs> all over, and everybody's the trying to catch the urine in their mouth. That was Let probably the most disgusting part that, of the movie. That is so bad. I don't know how they think of something like that, and then think it's okay. Like, how do you tell actors that's what they're going to do? Oh yeah, you're going to go uh, the chair that's split open with the <laughs> with the sushi lips. We're going to now catch urine. Please do your best to catch it. We'll be using lemonade, maybe. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it was horrible. There was but, only uh, one thing more horrible than that. I take it back. There's one thing more horrible than that. What? Ruka's face. One of her eyes was too high on her face. Did you notice that? The whole time I kept oh, thinking. Oh, really? 
I, it was irritating me the whole uh. time. I kept thinking she was going to say, hey, you guys. Oh, my god! Not really. It wasn't that bad, but it was so distracting to me. She, uh, I couldn't tell who was dying and who wasn't either. And, that, you know, I'm not racist, but I, I have a hard time telling people apart when they're Asian horror movie. Well, especially stuff. when there's, like, a film of red blood spray yeah. everywhere. Well, and let's put it this way. I had the same, I had a, I had a similar problem where, you know, somebody would mention somebody else and they would say, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, whatever. And I had no idea who they were talking about because right. first of all, I don't know the difference between a Japanese female name versus a male name. Mm-hmm. And second of all, it was hard for me to, to assign, you know, a name to, you know, a mm-hmm. certain person because I had no idea who they were. Right. It, you know, it was just, and I had this problem throughout the first two movies. The yeah. last one, there wasn't. I don't know why. That well, with, it's with they, old boy was a little different. Well, they were Korean. I could tell a difference there. <laughs> it's so much different. It's a difference between like a Honda and a Hyundai or something. <laughs> well, I don't know what that even means. Do you know what? I'm going to throw this out there. My dad taught me how you can tell. Like you hear an Asian name, he told uh-huh. me how he taught me how you can tell if they're Japanese wait, or wait, Chinese. Is, is this going to end up with no. some kind of cutlery no. getting no. thrown down the stairs? No, no, oh, that's okay. a Jeff joke. <laughs> yeah, no, he says the Jap Chinese people their last names are always one syllable. Right, Jackie Chan. Yeah, and then uh-huh. and then like Japanese are two and three syllables, and uh-huh. I don't know how you do. Well, what Koreans. about Korean and and Lao and and. Uh, uh, Vietnamese and Thai. You have no idea. I think you can only tell by eating the food. Is the only way to. <laughs> that reminds me of that. Uh, what was that guy? King of the Hill. Oh, we are Laotian. So were you Chinese or are you Japanese? <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Awesome. Now, I. Oh, uh, there was one part though that was fantastic. Uh, I can't remember exactly how it's set up. You know, the funny thing is I watched this in Machine Girl right in a row. So it was basically just a blur of a giant Asian blood fest. But there was one where uh, Ruka was fighting this guy, and, and these, these people had guns, and she chopped off a guy's arm. And uh, the arm was still clutching on to, like, the machine gun or whatever. Well, she couldn't reach the trigger but good thing that, 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 that the severed arm's still on the trigger. So she pulls out the tendon that's yeah. hanging out, pulls it. It happens to be the tendon attached to the trigger finger. It takes him out. Now, that's imagination. Yeah, that, that was That was awesome. I don't, I don't really want to go over the story too much, but there, was one, there, there comes a point in the movie where the engineer is telling Ruka his backstory. He's actually a great storyteller. It probably helped a little that he had storyboards ready to put yeah. in. So, <laughs> crazy. It's like, what? <laughs> what? And it's like, how do you think you can get away with this stuff? And what, what was I saying? I think last time I was talking about how in Basket Case I was getting all kind of upset about the fact that Belial wouldn't have the leverage to be able to destroy, you know, to die. And then I was like, why am I even having these thoughts? Kind of the same thing where I was just like, you know what? If well, you don't overanalyze this stupid shit, I got offended at a part, and, and I was like, "Man, I, I think that you're really exploiting my American heritage." What? Because he started talking about all these genes from these horrible people, uh-huh. and all the damn serial killers were Americans. <laughs> Listen, doesn't Japan have their own serial killers you can pull from? I mean, I don't need to. I don't know what the symbols mean. You can write it on the bottles. You don't have to pull Ed Gein and Jeffrey Dahmer and whatever else. I mean, seriously. Listen, that's one of our greatest exports. <laughs> just they didn't the, export anything. You know what? I'll t- <laughs> that's true. They they consumed it all. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, though, that uh, 
everybody apparently here has a little bit of serial killer in them. Th- uh, thinking about things like oh, ditches, put them in a yeah, ditch, kidding. throw them under another. Yeah. So listen, we're already halfway there. All right. Well, then I won't be too offended. It was, I give this a buy, man. I give this a strong buy. Um, there, there's a special section in my collection that I would put all of these types of movies. Right. So I would definitely give this a buy because it's one of those things where you get your horror. I'm laughing at it. Yeah. It's it's just funny and it's so outrageous and so creative <laughs> that you just get out there and you're like, I am so entertained by this that I can't even stand it. And yeah, it's just that uh, f- that almost euphoric realization yeah. that what you are watching is just so out there it's, and it's com- there's no ulterior motive yeah. there's no political message nope it's completely about it, what you see is what you get and it works very well so yeah absolutely strong by hey, um can i encroach on your territory and tell you one thing that i learned yeah that uh that uh, Asians have like blood spray, but they have like really thin capillaries and stuff because it's always like a mist. <laughs> it's always coming out as a mist. They chop a head off. There's a big mist comes out. It's so true. You know, let me tell you something. The, this was probably the this is the first movie that that I've ever seen that was like this. Yeah. And I would give it a bone saw, except it was so similar to Machine Girl yes. that I'd have to get that a bone saw. And I'm sure there's just a ton out there. And that's exactly my thought. But. But let, let's just say that that is how good this was. I'm, I just, I don't, you know, the bone saw is just too illustrious of a prize to be giving out, you know, left and right. But that's how good it was, yeah. in my opinion. I agree 100%. That's exactly why I, I would, if it was on its own, something yeah. new like that, then it would have been, it would have been a bone you know, saw. It's funny because Florida Possum actually w- told us about how she saw this movie. I was on the forums, it was a while back. Uh-huh. She's like, don't even waste your time. Really? And she said she said she was talking about say it was yeah I can't remember exactly what it was but she described it a little bit and I just remember thinking well, that makes me really want to watch it. <laughs> that's that's the difference between a classy um, woman and a couple of dumbasses yeah, like us. Yeah. By that's the good. way, Flopo, where are you? Where are, yeah, well she's been on the forums. She's cool. Her, cool. her daughter got on the forums. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's scary. Two of them. Whoa. Wow. All right. Anyway. So I've got, uh, there were two junk alerts both severed, so watch out for that. The junk alerts were so fake, too, yeah. that it's like. Again, reminded me of Shishimi, but, you know, <laughs> it is, you know, it's fine. Uh, the memory count was a 24, kind of. Cut. I decided, I couldn't decide. Did you include the seashell ones? Yeah. Okay. That's, that, those were, and then I couldn't tell if I wanted to include the, the, the they were all, they were all stitched. Yeah. So I did. I included those. Uh-huh. Um, I learned a couple of things from this. Um, chainsaws are surgical instruments. I couldn't believe that she was able to get eyeballs just by themselves. <laughs> yes. Um, bug eating makes me puke. That was the that sickest was part. You know, I closed my eyes for that. Part. Yeah, oh, it was it was long enough, and this guy was actually eating bugs. I, I it's as bad as something old, made as, me close my almost eyes. as bad as old boy when he goes to town on the octopus. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, was bad. The bugs. It was disgusting. So, well, so I it, it was the fact that uh, he kept you kept seeing it in his teeth and going yeah, around. Yeah, you could see you could see the the caterpillars or worms or whatever. I, I literally closed oh, my eyes. It was gross. I was dumb. Um, think twice before copying a feel. Make sure you know oh what gosh. the hell you're doing. Yeah. There. And then the last thing is sewn up breasts are not attractive. What sewn up? Sewn up oh. breasts. I have six degrees. Well, well I'll oh, tell you ahead. why that is. Why? Because it's a great mystery. No man or woman can explain. We can see all of the boob except for the nipple, and it doesn't mean anything to us. Yeah. But once you take out that nipple, it's like you're one of the dudes. That's so true. I don't Everyone, know what it is. Yeah. She might as well have a big hairy patch on her, on her <laughs> chest like I do. Oh. <laughs> um, and so then we've got uh, six degrees. 
Shun Sugata was the police commissioner. Uh-huh. He was also <laughs> in The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Oh, that's good. That's nice. Vanilla Sky, Kurt Russell, uh, Sky High with Bruce Campbell. Nice. Now, at, at this point, I was challenged again this week by uh-huh. Trash. Uh-huh. Now, Trash is sending stuff over every single week. Now, i got to call him out a little bit on this, I think. I'm pretty sure that I'm correct on this. Mm-hmm. He sent me a movie called um, Citizen Q uh-huh. by Takashi Miike. Uh-huh. When I went looking for that, I didn't find Citizen Q because it sounds a lot like Citizen Kane. Uh-huh. But it was actually, I found a movie called Visitor Q. By Miike. By Miike. So uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that's what he meant. But anyway, so just so he knows, Iko Suzuki was in Visitor Q who is in Demon Lover with Connie Nielsen, who is in Basic with John Travolta, who is in Face Off with Nicolas Cage, who is in The Ampli with Bruce Campbell. So keep bringing it. Seriously, I mean, you're never going to get I will tell you now. You will never, ever defeat me. Well, somebody please defeat him. You're not. You're not. This is getting irritating. It will never, ever happen. I promise you it will not happen. If that movie is on IMDb, I guarantee I will never be foiled. Now, for those of you who are out there listening to our older episodes, um, I just want you to, to realize that uh, maybe you should enjoy Sam back then a little bit more because he wasn't a freaking cocky dickhead. <laughs> but <laughs> look what we've turned him into. I'm just teasing. I'm man. so cocky I'm now. I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, is that it for that? I think so. Cool. Take a quick break. Mom, do you sometimes have that not so fresh feeling? Sure, honey, all the time. Well, what do you do about it? Here, put on these headphones. A podcast? Not just any podcast. This podcast is a member of the Douchebag Podcasting Network. Wow, I feel fresher already. Well, of course. The Douchebag Podcasting Network features only the douchiest shows with the douchiest host. I love you, Mom. You're the best. I love you, too. Oh, and by the way... Yes, Mom? It also helps if you wash your vagina. Oh, Mom. Let's get right back into it with The Machine Girl, which was also Japanese, and this came out in 2008 as well. Uh, come on, guys. Please, just let me go. Shut up and stop crying, all right? We're not done with you yet. This time, all four of us are going to see if we can hit it at once. One, two... Not too bright, are you? Have you thought about what would happen if you stabbed him with those knives? Tell me. What makes you think it's any of your business, huh? Because whether you realize it or not, you're the one who made it my business. Huh? You remember him, right? You, Hugo. He was my little brother. And you and your bullies killed him, didn't you? Sorry, but I don't know what you're talking about. Is that so? Well, it doesn't really matter. Because like it or not, you're about to join him in hell. Crazy bitch. I'm gonna kill you. (laughs) 
Written and directed by Noboru Iguchi. Uh, IMDb gave it a 6.1. Oh, this got less than uh, than uh, Tokyo I wanna Gorpus. See, what I, do I you think? I keep wanting to sing that Bush song. What, what? Machine. I've got a machine head. But it's uh, I've got a machine girl. So bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm such a... Everybody Oh, whatever. No, I do. I cannot stand it. But I just every time <laughs> it's... Because it's, it's not just machine girl. Because I'm looking for it. It's huh? the Machine Girls. Right. So every time I hear that, I've got a machine head. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm going to skip who stars in this. Why? Uh, I'll do it. Nobody knows. Jeez. Oh, uh, it's Ma- a bunch of <laughs> Japanese people starring this show. Manasa Yashiro was, uh, I don't even know which is the name of the. Of the actress or actor in which was the name of the character. I'm going with Minase Yashiro played Ami Hyuga. Asami <laughs> played Miki. Kentaro Shimasu. Oh, okay. Now I know. Because uh, Ryuji Kimura and uh, Kimura gang boss as Kentaro Shimasu. Honoka played Violet Kimura. No- Nobuhiro play Nishara. Oh, my hell. Wow, I just got really hungry <laughs> for some teriyaki chicken. For, oh, my gosh. I, I was going to say sashimi, but then I thought of that uh, <laughs> the chair. the chair's crock. I can't ever eat that again. That's sick. Wow. Uh, Ami is a typical college girl. She's bright, friendly, popular, and athletic with nothing to set her apart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to quit picturing that little piece. The cheerleader? Oh, my. No. She was awesome. Oh, my gosh. What are you talking about? Oh, you're so good at basketball. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, that's the best no. shot ever. I was thinking about the uh, sashimi crotch. Oh, sick. Uh, friendly, popular, and athletic with nothing to set her apart from the other girls her age, other than the fact that she's an orphan, left to care for her younger brother after her father committed suicide after being falsely accused of murder. But while there is tragedy in her past, the sibling's future looks good except for one thing. Ami's brother has racked up a considerable amount of debt to another boy at school. And that boy just happens to be the heir of a clan of vicious ninja Yakuza. Uh, Ami's brother can't can't pay. Violence breaks out. And in the course of trying to avenge her brother, Ami is captured by the clan. They torture her and hack her right arm off. 
Ami escapes barely alive and is taken by the owners of a machine shop who build her a customized bullet-spewing arm. From that point, the quest for revenge is in earnest. All right, man, so what would you think of uh, Machine Girl? This was the first one I watched, uh-huh. so I really liked it. I liked how it started out. I liked that she was going to to take out a gang that was being a bully, and then she got into her story. Because she's like, yeah. how the hell does she get that? <laughs> right. You know, why is she so tough? Um, <laughs> there's some, again, this is one of those things where it's like a live-action anime. It's just it's just over-the-top violence again, but this time it's, it's funny because you kind of take a page out of uh, Planet Terror's book. Yeah, with with the the appendage and the you know right. the, the the machine gun, but you know I thought it was overall it was pretty good. Again, the story's not all that strong. Well, I mean it's your typical revenge type of mm-hmm. deal. I mean, and there are, there are characters added that are decent. You know, I mean uh, what the machine shop people. I didn't actually realize it was a machine shop. I did. Oh, really? I don't know. I guess I just kind of spaced it. But uh, the, what was the husband and the wife? Or, mm-hmm. You know, they're pretty. You know, they all got together. But you're right. I mean, it was just your typical. I got to get revenge back on. The the ninja yakuza. Yeah. By the way, ninja yakuza. That's that's pretty badass. I don't think they're know? real. I, th- I think it's like Santa Claus. Just maybe not real. No. maybe yeah, maybe it's a big it. lie. So that because I mean all that's all we hear from uh, cool stuff about Japan is the yakuza and right, ninjas well, that's, and that's samurais. And, I mean I'm not you know you go to school and you see these guys yeah and they just have lots of acne they smoke lots of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> and they do lots of math. Now, listen, that doesn't scare the shit out of me. I'm no. going to be honest with you. But as soon as you say, oh, we got the Yakuza and they chop shit up, that's when I start getting worried. Then I have a little respect for those little pimple-headed bastards. Oh, my, God. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Was that was that too much? No, that was... Uh, I will plead the fifth, but we're keeping that in there. <laughs> I, th- I thought we decided we wanted it to be as f- offensive as possible. That means we're stepping it up. That means you have to do. Uh, uh, we were just discussing off air the old boy. Who else said that? I will it's do a, that. It's a mu- it's a little bit of a spoiler, but we're going to do it anyways. Coming yeah, up, absolutely. So I, you know, it's, okay. Story aside, story mm-hmm. was you know it was decent, mm-hmm. but it was I mean it was it again it was just a story. To propagate the violence and the over-the-top blood and gore, mm-hmm. um, I actually this seemed to me more of a of a, a, a brighter, not not quite as dark as Tokyo Gore Police a little bit. I mean, there was a lot of just disturbing stuff mm-hmm. in Tokyo Gore Police. This one was basically just. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, there was a lot of violence and gore, but there was no like um, sadism as or uh, you know stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. like the like the. Uh, like the club in Tokyo Gore Police, um, I actually didn't. I kind I liked Tokyo Gore Police a little bit better than this, but not by much. And I'll tell you why. First of all, this in this show, there was more of a mixture between CGI and practical effects, and the CGI honestly looked like a video game. Yeah, it looked like video game graphics. I mean, I mean, you even had like shots where she'd be shooting her machine gun, a first person view. Yes. You know, and it, I mean, I don't know if you if you know what this means, but like cell shaded graphics, you know, and uh, like all the bullets were were uh, uh, mm. all CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the some of the cool things that they did though is a lot of the deaths that they would do, they would start CGI and it would look really corny. They cut away and they come back with practical effects, right. so they finished off the deaths spect- in a spectacular form fashion. Right. You know, right. it was it was awesome. However, I like the straight ahead, the straight up practical effects better in Tokyo Gore, please. Mm-hmm. And let, let's be honest with you, a lot, I mean, it's the same. Did I mention that the uh, effects guy from Machine Girl directed Tokyo Gore, please? I think I did. 
I mean, so the, the, a lot of it was similar. I mean, there's a lot of like chopping from uh, crotch, you know, all the way up through yeah. the head. Was that that was in this one? Yep. And uh, you know, just like blood blood spray, and again, they did the whole you know mist you mm-hmm. know stuff, and they you know there's a lot of stuff like that. But uh, I mean, I, I it's hard for me to say that I like Tokyo Gore Police better, but because it was by such a small margin, but still, some of the CGI effects just kind of were a little bit irritating. You know, one other thing in this, uh-huh. I was noticing the martial arts in this was pretty weak. Like oh, at the very oh, well, beginning, when they're picking on those yeah. those boys, you're like, "What? They're not even touching them. Half right. of them are are like kind of kicking them a little bit and stop. You know, they're hardly well, even stomping well, them." Well, you know, in this film's defense, it wasn't a martial art movie. Well, but it I got mean, it got progressively better. What are you? Uh, what well, is, hold on a second. Okay. These are Japanese people, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> You just you just snorted. <laughs> Listen, this is so bad, dude. Wow. <laughs> but well, the thing is, okay, here I I made a list of kills, and none of them like a list of notable kills, and none of them really have to do with uh, any type of martial art. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chinese star through the face was a, it was a good yeah. one. How do you do that? But the thing is, that's martial art, I guess. Yeah, that, but that's a weapon. Did you, how how that was so impossible. Like, all this other stuff was believable. <laughs> this was the one part I didn't get. Because when they show it, he's got two things yeah. that start sticking out uh, of his cheeks. I can't do that. Well, I can't get in there like that. It would chop. It would cut through one side. Come on, man. Dude. Let's step it up, Makishi Tanaka. No, no. Listen. First of all, you made that shit up, that name. Second of all, there's a, there's an there's a American-made movie where they freaking curve bullets. Okay? You can, you, you can curve a Chinese star. Okay, what's more ridiculous? I don't know. I have not seen Wanted yet. But a- Angelina Jolie. That's more ridiculous. You mean uh, Rawhead Rex? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. The executioner's blade takes the head off. Oh, yeah. he This guy had like this claw on the end of a chain. Oh, my gosh. He, he threw it. It passes his target, but gets a guy clean, takes his head clean off. You know what that reminded me of? What? Belial stop motion hotel, <laughs> hotel trash scene. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, and it was like stop motion, this claw thing flying uh, through the air. Oh, yeah. And they're like sitting there waiting for it. <laughs> it's dangerous. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. That was, that was probably my favorite weapon in the whole thing yeah. because oh, yeah. it was just. You know, uh, let me tell you what my favorite weapon was. Uh, when the guy got burned, remember at the, when at the, the dad gets burned by the water, she threw it at him? Or the oh, oil, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's in the bathtub uh-huh. and she walks in and she's got a decapitated body <laughs> and then she monologues for a second and yeah. somehow she turns on the blood spurt. And yeah. gets him. <laughs> that was my favorite weapon. <laughs> it, wasn't splur- it wasn't spurting at no. all until she was ready she for She like it. cocked his cock. <laughs> 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 oh, blood yeah. squirt all over squeezing it out of the oh, oh that's horrible i did not like the hand motion you just made oh my gosh <laughs> by the way I, I have that as one of the one of the best kills the uh, uh yeah, that uh, we have a chainsaw up gut through the face yeah uh machine gun someone so met much that it takes off all his flesh and all that's left is a skeleton it's army of darkness <laughs> yes that's awesome uh washes the hair with the sun's blood okay uh by the way there was a huge what the fuzz moment uh a drill bra oh, a, la- yeah. a lady was wearing a bra yeah. with drill giant drill bits on the front and hugs are uh and by the way she she hugs this our protagonist 
and uh, well, it chops chops up her chest. I well, assume. yeah, it goes in there, and she still had the Japanese mosquito bite boobs yeah, after. Absolutely, after, but, and it's it barely affected her. I mean, it affected her for a minute. She got up and whatever. But you know, we're not looking into story. We're not looking into things like uh, consistency or realism at all. You can't in this no, movie. No, that's true. Um, drill broad to the face. Uh, so <laughs> I'm giving away something with this because it is superb. There's some dudes that are. Tied up to a pole, one dude like the, the the drill bra lady put the drill, her drill boob right in front of right in front of the girl's face and holds it there for like five minutes. Apparently, this guy gets scared, pisses his pants, and uh, basically creates a way to uh, the girl pushes the the drill bra lady off. See, I don't even know anybody's name, so I just have to <laughs> use it. Pushes the drill bra lady off. She lands in the urine. And it shorts the drill bra. Thank yeah. goodness. Yes, yes. By the way, the ending to this movie was unbelievable. I do, I, I, I'm not going to give it away, but I'm going to give you a hint as to what exactly I'm talking about. Uh, remember that toy when you're a kid and it's like uh, there's a hose going into a uh, like a clown head? And then the clown head shoots water straight up. And then there's this hat that's suspended in the air. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that happens, except for when the... I, I'm doing that. I, I don't want to give it away because it's so awesome. That is awesome. There, Go see this movie to see some of the... Wait, are the you most talking of, about the dude? Well, remember, there was two sitting right next to each other, and the, to, the, the tops of their heads go... Oh, basically go that? up, That's right. And then they... And then basically, That's right. Uh, I, thought you're talking about, they, I thought you were talking about the dude who had jet propulsion legs. No. But that's in Tokyo no, 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 Gore, no. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Is it? No, where is he at? No, I, do not, I don't remember either. I do not. Re- I don't remember that. I, I remember that part, but I don't remember which movie. He shoots himself up with some sort of something or other. That's that's got to be Tokyo, in Tokyo Gore. Gore yeah. Police. He shoots. He shoots his uh, his stumps with the uh, with the uh, goop, and and somehow that instead of growing something or like makes him strong, it increases his heart. So that he can now shoot blood so strong that he actually can levitate. Jetpack blood yes. legs or something. Yeah, that was Anyways. great. I can't remember exactly how the movie ended, which is funny because it just happened. It was, I watched it last night. But I do have a note saying that uh, this is the best ending to a movie that I've seen since Kaiser Soze. <laughs> <laughs> wow. For completely different wow. reasons. For completely different reasons. That's but awesome. at the end of this movie, I was uh, I was freaking just laughing, yep. enjoying everything, it, it, everything. Oh, it was so it funny. was so great. I give this a, I give this a high buy too. I do too. This is definitely a buy for the same reasons we talked about last. Do, time. Do you know what's funny is all we're doing is talking about the deaths in this. I mean, we're, we 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 every time we bring up story in the first two, mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah, the story was all right. There was not much story, but the gore. But that was all there was to it. Well, and there was a confusing part too because. You know, we're talking about gore and part of the storyline. Because the girl goes and confronts this family, and she ends up getting her hand fried. Yeah. I thought that's where she was going to lose her arm. Because she had the machine gun before that. Yeah. I thought that 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 explained it. But she came back with her her hand was fine. And by the way, you put your hand in batter, and you fry it. And apparently you get like a Swiffer duster on your hand. Yeah, it was so weird. (laughs) It was like, whoa. Bizarre. Uh, that was uh, for some reason that kind of grossed me out. I yep. I don't know why. I definitely wouldn't eat. Not like the bugs. <laughs> I would not t- that tempura. My bad. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say something right here. What? There is no sashima tempura, sashimi tempura, or sushi that I would have eaten from either of these movies. No. 
double entendre or not. Yes, okay. I hear you, dude. I hear you. There was no mammary count in this. Really? Nope. Wow, that's unbelievable. Nope, there was none. Cool. Uh, I learned a couple of things. I found the Japanese version of McLovin. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Yes. Um, oh, you're talking about her brother, right? Yeah. Yes. No, no, not her brother. Her brother's friend. Who had the glasses. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he okay. looked just okay. like McLovin. Takashi. <laughs> In Japan, yeah. it's customary to bring a golf club to breakfast. I don't know where, <laughs> why the hell that guy had one. He also started beating her with it. Uh, um, and then guns can be used to skin people alive. We talked about that. Yes, that was that awesome. Was awesome. Uh, who else said that? I've got two of those, actually, for this. Whoa. The first one, they've got so much power, they might end up destroying a machine gun. It's the, it's the uh, catchphrase for the new Super Cialis, which would be awesome. <laughs> and then the second one is actually really surprising. Uh-huh. I don't give a damn if you only have one arm. I'm going to kick your ass. Okay. Who else said that? I don't give a damn. If are you asking me to guess? Yes. I don't. Oh, let's see. I don't. I know. don't give a damn if you only have one arm. I'm going to. I'm going to kick your ass. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. Something to do with Def Leppard's drummer. No. Oh, what? This was you. What? Talking to the guy that spilled his beer behind us at the jazz game. <laughs> Yes! I made it. Touchdown! <laughs> that was awesome. Oh my gosh, I, I so forgot excited. about that. so excited for that one. Oh yeah, That'll Captain That'll make me Hook. and you laugh. That'll make me and you laugh. So. Oh my gosh. That guy, if, if ever a one-armed man deserved to get his ass <laughs> beat down, it was this guy. Me and Mike are at the jazz game. We're minding our own business, and these guys spilled like three beers. Yeah. And the last one gets all over the back of Mike's head. Mike stands up, turns around. It's a dude that's missing both his arms. <laughs> uh, you know, for a moment, I felt I, I didn't really know how to react. You were uh, you were seventy five percent through with getting up to say I'm going to kick your ass when you realized that he had fake arms and hooks on him and you're like how can he not spill his beer man <laughs> come on that's got to be it's like drinking a beer with chopsticks so are, are we are we are we counting that as another set uh, another absolutely uh, that's number seven seven of, of the oh. uh, groups of people that we've uh, been insensitive to this episode. Oh, that is so funny. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about there that. Was another, that was there awesome. was another one that I had, but I could not. It was just a classic line, but uh, I could not think of something. What was the line? I'm not telling you shit. I don't care how many times you hit me with that thing. <laughs> well, it just sounds dirty. It does. I tried to think of something. But I couldn't. I couldn't. So, anyways, um, so so we're gonna have everybody else call in with their uh, yeah, with hey, their who else said that? Hey, give me give me a good one for that. All right, six degrees. Nahana. It only has one name, I guess, is in this no. movie. It's also in the Grudge Two with Sarah Michelle Gellar in Cruel Intentions with Reese Witherspoon in Pleasantville with Tobey Maguire and Spider Man with Bruce Campbell. Nice. All right, so we'll take one more break and get right into Old Boy. Welcome to a night. Of total terror. <laughs> That's Mickey Mouse's penis. I know it's the terror. <laughs> they, yeah, they don't look to be afraid. They look to be shocked. Here's vagina. It's, 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 did you see Miley Cyrus's globulous <laughs> breath? Night of the Living Podcast. I yeah. found more syrup on my pants. <laughs> Bizarre adventure in fear. There was, however, a guy using. An experience in shock, more shattering than your strangest nightmare. Night of the Living Podcast. Ass to mouth is 
Fantastic. Yeah. Holy shit! That just happened. What's that bad man doing to my donkey? You got Ginger Crab. A night of total terror. I can't maintain this level of ridiculousness. They made song. Night. Of the Living Podcast. Right now, to for our final film of the evening, uh, talk about Old Boy from 2004, which was a Korean film. Winner Grand Prix Festival of Cannes 2004. Hold on, he's right here. Huh? Nice suit. Taken without warning. Held without reason. I, I just want to talk to you. Locked up it's for 15 years. This was both my prison journal and the autobiography of my evil deeds. We don't work on anyone being protected by bodyguards, so you can hire them. Then, set free. Now he has five days to find out why. Uh, Garon Tuchkia wrote the story, and Nabaku Mishinigini did the comic. Yeah, this was a this was based off a comic, which was oh, which was really? kind of wild because I mean I'm not sure if Tokyo Gore Police or the Machine Girl were. They could be, but they but they but they seem like they would be more than this one anyway. Uh, the director, of course, was Chan Wook Park. Uh, this got an 8.3 on the IMDb. So this did is you say Chan Wook Park. Chan Wook. Park? Is that what he did after he retired from the Dodgers? <laughs> Starring uh, Min Sik Choi as Dae Su Oh, Jit Tai Yu as Woon Jin Lee. Yeah, these are a little easier to, mm-hmm. to read. Uh, Hai Jong Kang as Mido, even though some, some Korean person's out there going, you that guy it. has this head up his ass. He can't. Uh, Dae Han Ji as No Ju Hwan, and Dae Su Oh is Park Chiol Woon. And Byung Ok Kim is Mr. Han. And by the way, I have really the only person I know from this name is Daesuo. Yeah, because they said it a million times. They said times. it a million times, wasn't they? All right, synopsis. On a drunken night out with a friend, Korean businessman Oh Daesu gets arrested for disorderly contact, 
conduct and causes a scene down at the station. On his way home, he rings his young daughter before, being, before mysteriously disappearing while his friend's back is turned. When he awakes, he finds himself in what appears to be a hotel room, complete with dodgy-looking wallpaper, in-suite facilities, weird and somewhat disturbing art on the walls, and a TV. Except for it's not a hotel room. Why do I... Freaking stupid assholes who write Hopefully these. Hopefully they're not going to give too much away. Uh, as I, I've not read this, so... We can always I, cut I mess this up. As he can't get out... Yeah. Uh, let's see. It's not a hotel room as he can't get out. Why he's there, he doesn't know. Food is shoved through a hole in the secure, securely bolted metal door, and periodically gas is piped into the room so that personal hygiene can be attended to by the warders. On the TV news, he's... Oh my gosh, this is long. On the TV news... He sees a report that he is the prime suspect for the murder of his wife. As weeks, months, and eventually years pass, Oday Sue slowly loses his mind. The thought of ants crawling out of his skin and onto his face plagues him for years. Carefully, he embarks on a rigorous training schedule, tracing the outline of a man on the wall and pounding it with his fists until he has huge calluses on his knuckles. He's found a way out. He's also found a way out. Slowly, he carefully carves his way through a wall until he can stick his hand through the wall to feel the rain for the first time in over a decade. As he makes his escape, Ode Sue encounters a tramp who gives him a mobile phone and tells him he must investigate the circumstances of his incarceration. Immediately, he enters the sushi restaurant again yes, and recognizes the chef, Midu, as a minor TV celebrity cook. As she provides him with raw live squid, by the way, w- disgusting part, uh, he has a phone conversation with someone unknown to him who calls to say he knows something about his imprisonment. He eats, eats the squid somewhat messily and falls unconscious. By the way, why is that in the uh, synopsis? Anyway. What follows is his investigation as to why he spent the last 15 years locked up, coupled with the search for his daughter, an intense love affair with Mido, and a growing deep-seated need for revenge. Who is this mysterious man who's tracking him? Where was the prison where he was held, and is and why and was he actually allowed to escape? That's a dumb question because it was fairly obvious he was allowed to escape. Since instead of having to crawl out, basically they put him into a giant uh, uh, suitcase and dropped him on the roof of some place. Right. Anyway, what'd you think? I thought uh, I thought Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins did freaking awesome. In this show. <laughs> I I did not like the fact that at the top of right above the door of his prison room, it said Brooks was here. That really pissed me off. Okay. All right, we got that out of the way. Now, the next thing is, it was good to see that Mickey Rourke was actually working in 2000. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, anyway, all right, we got to go back. I, I like this movie. This was one... I, I kind of liken this to the game, and people may hate that movie with uh, Michael with Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas. Uh-huh. But it was just one of those where I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, "What the hell is going on?" Right. I don't. I have no idea. And luckily, I, I'm not watching this movie. I have like a brother that is so obnoxious watching movies. So uh, does that mean he uh, did this, or is that what's you know? Did I listen? Just watch the damn show; it all makes sense at the end. Uh-huh. And I've learned that, and so that's exactly this. Is this in the same Who's category? Bro- so, anyways, um, so so the movie does a really good job of, of painting a picture a little bit at a time, giving you little clues here and there. You really start to like the characters. There's some very good artistic points in this movie that we can talk about in a little bit, and I thought the flow was really good too. It kept my attention. This was a two-hour movie, well, and you know that that's one of the first things that that uh, I wrote down after I got done. There was not one point 
when I was bored or mm-hmm. when I was like, okay, let's move this sucker mm-hmm. along. Mm-hmm. This was, I mean, this was a fantastic pace. This movie had the best pace of any movie that I've seen in a very mm-hmm. long time. And he kept it interesting the whole time. Yeah. And we're not going anywhere near the end of this movie. So no. Just so everybody knows, we're, we're not going to anywhere, because this was so good. We're well, not going anywhere near it. Since we're not going to talk about the ending, I'll give you my reaction of the ending. This is one of the most horrifying, like, gut-wrenching endings of any movie that I have seen. But... For every bit that uh, for every bit the first two movies we talked about were gory and you know not very subtle whatever this movie was exactly the opposite there wasn't a ton of like gore I mean there was blood there was you know this and that but not nothing compared to the other two and really nothing compared to your run of the mill horror flick they did all this so artfully that they didn't need to mm-hmm. and like I said the ending of this was so gut wrenching that. I I was shocked yeah. at the end. At the I I had never seen this. At the end, I didn't know. I mean, I really thought the movie was I mean, I I don't I don't know. I don't want to like go too off on how good this movie was, but let's just say that God, I don't know. This I mean, is one of those this is, you'll think about this and I'll think about this. It, that forever. that's that's where I was going. It affects you. Yeah. It you can't just walk away from this movie and not be unaffected mm-hmm. at all. You'll mm-hmm. think about it. You'll still have that feeling in your gut. Yep. And uh, fantastic. Yep. From the from the, the the beginning to the end, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's start off the beginning where it was still kind of lighthearted. Where you know, here's this guy Su, who gets caught in the you know the, it, it, you see some footage of him be, being a drunken bastard in the yeah. in the police station. He's just being an idiot. <laughs> Just pissing everyone off, and it's funny because his buddy comes to pick him up, and and as they're walking out, he's like, uh, "What what, what do the guys say? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll see you soon." And the policeman's like, "Ah, I hope I hope we never see you again." He's like, "Oh, that's up to me, you jackasses!" And does I think (laughs) I think the Korean version of of the bird, yeah, which by which was cool, and I want to start doing that. What what did it look like to it? I don't remember. It was was something like, oh yeah, almost like a space balls or something. (laughs) Basically, what happens is. They go out. His friend makes a phone call in a phone booth, and Desu disappears. Uh, and we find, you know, the next scene we find him that he's in this uh, prison cell, hotel room type of thing. And, the, and even in the beginning, there when he was trying to plead with the guy, with the guard, like in that little hole at the bottom of the mm-hmm. door, it, you know, I yeah. let's see, I, I wrote it down. It was funny because he, uh, he started like asking, hey, "What's going on?" Right. You know what? And then he started pleading, "Let me out! I don't, I don't understand." Pleading turned to. Uh, Dropping insults on the guy, <laughs> which was which was funny to yeah. see this guy on his back, you know, with one of his arms out trying to grab this guy, and he, you know, then he just goes and starting to threaten him. Uh, but uh, that's basically all the fun in this movie. Well, and then the cheesy grin while they show the art, and then they go to him and he's oh. imitating that. Oh yeah, that was funny. Yeah, there was some there was, but but that was that wasn't funny. Like oh my gosh, that's comedy. That's funny. Like wow, that's crazy. He is bit. gone. You know, this guy is is. Whoop, probably gone bye-bye. Let's see. We also find out that uh, he was in prison for 15 years. That is significant, but we will not tell you why. One thing I did like about this movie, too, is when he was in there, it showed a pretty good progression of, of his descent into madness. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it wasn't... It, I mean, he wasn't, like, too over the top or anything like that, but, he, you know, he just started... One haunting thing about this this film is he would talk like under his breath, or mm-hmm. in his thoughts. What he would sit and talk, you know, 
I'm going to be planning on this and I'm doing this because I'm going to come back and get you. And it was pretty dark stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, the whole time. But uh, And that's kind of a habit that he keeps throughout the whole film. I mean, obviously, after being in prison for 15 years, you know, you're you're going to start talking to yourself. And, I, you know, I assume, I mean, I don't know. I I don't want to go too far into the story again, but just because I don't want to well, I think give what, any of it away. You know, they're... they're you go from this kind of little bit of a lighthearted thing right at the beginning yeah. to the, oh, oh, shit, this guy's in trouble. Right. And then you get into a mystery part. And all that, that prison stuff happens pretty right. early on in the movie, so right. it's not like we're giving that away. Right. But then you go into this mystery, and he's he's got a deadline he's got to meet to find answers. And it's just it's just an interesting way that he goes and finds different things and who he meets along the way, and his pieces start to come out and, and things like that. Because you're guessing what's going on. If you truly don't know anything about this movie, right. you will guess as to what's going on, and you, you'll be wrong. Right. You know, it, it'll just kind of come out you, and then it all makes sense later. But uh-huh. I thought one of the most interesting... <laughs> Scenes of the movie was when he went, when he was fighting in the yeah. hallway. Yeah. I've never seen a scene shot like that. It yeah. was like, it was on, you could tell the camera was on rollers and uh-huh. it would just kind of roll on slowly. And he, it was almost like the game Street Fighter or, uh-huh. or, Dun, or Double Dragon, uh-huh. where the screen has to move and you have to stay going with it. He was beating the crap out of these guys. They were falling down. He had a hammer that he was hitting people with. Then he loses the hammer. They start throwing broken sticks at him and stuff. He's right. got a knife in his back. Right. He's stumbling around, and he goes back and forth in the in the scene, beating the crap out of these guys as this camera's filming from a distance in this hallway. I was like, man, that is the coolest shot I've seen in a movie in a long time. A great way to film a fight scene like that. Well, and the funny thing is, is uh, even bef- right before that, you know, he goes out, and I can't remember exactly what happens. He meets some punks out on the street, and what were they doing? They were like, I can't remember what they they did something to piss him off. Maybe like well, they him. were saying something. He wanted to test. He he wondered if his well, yeah, he said, his training was. He said, was, "Can fifteen years of imaginary training be put to good yeah. use?" And he starts kicking these guys' asses, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah this is great." Of course, he tries that. He tries. Uh, he says the same thing. Uh, when he tries to make his first move on Mido, mm-hmm. it was just so uncomfortable and awkward that uh, the 15 years of imaginary training did not work <laughs> in that situation. Yeah, that's right. Obviously, this is this was more of a mystery type of film than a than a horror, this straight up horror film. Mm-hmm. It was obvious that there was a plan involved. There were so many odd things about it, so many things that didn't quite fit until, like you said, the very end. That you just, I mean, it's like stuff I would for, that I forgot about, yeah. but then they would come back to in the end and explain, you know, through, you know, just through the story playing itself out. And that's why I really thought it was like the game. Yeah. Really. A lot like that, because I just, that was a show I remember watching that just freaked me out, because I, I didn't know where, I didn't know what was coming. Right. I didn't know what was happening to this uh-huh. guy. And then the explanation at the end, you're like, oh my gosh, wow, really? Well, I mean, let's start from like, fair, like the after, right after he gets out, he gets put out, like I said, in this big, uh, suitcase but he has money he has somebody obviously let him go right and the question is why the question Mm -hmm. why did he let him go it goes over a lot of themes of vengeance in Mm -hmm. this film Mm -hmm. however well i don't don't even want to say it i don't even want to say it because uh i i i do not want to give any of this away i i feel like if we were to give it away some people would maybe get appalled and not watch it right but at the same time it it it's unbelievable. I mean, mm-hmm. the story is unlike any. You know, the thing is, they're they're. I mean, I was reading online about how they're planning on doing a remake of this movie, which is not supposedly a remake. It's a re- 
what do you call that, uh, reimagining or some other shit like that. <laughs> but basically, it's starring Steven Spielberg, or it's going to be directed by Steven Stil- Spielberg and starring Will Smith. How are they going to do this? The themes in this movie are way too dark for a mainstream Hollywood yeah. movie. Bottom line. Yep. I don't know how they're going to do it. And, and, like, and maybe I, I shouldn't be. I mean, I don't know too many of the details, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I just know it's going to happen, or they're in talks. And the the name Spielberg and Will Smith have been attached to it, but that's basically it. Yeah, I don't know. I I do not I, see. How I they will can be do this. very interested to see how far they take this. And I mean, anybody what anybody who's cover. seen this, who's listening, knows exactly yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. And for those of you who haven't seen it, you you need to see this freaking movie. Yep. You don't even know what to expect until it's way too late, and then once you think you know. You get kicked in the balls by something even worse. Do you think that this would go on a list of a must-see to be a horror fan? I mean, is that how far you? Well, take I don't. This? I don't know because, like I said, it's not really a straight-up horror movie. However, it's kind of a cult, you know, well, type it's, of it's, film. It's, it's it's definitely a shocking. If I movie. if I were to say, I would say that this is a must-see for any person who says that they're into film, and we're not talking about. Uh, like, oh, I need to see all the Fantastic Fours, and yeah. I need to see all the stupid-ass uh, romantic comedies that come out. No, you know, not to that person, but someone who's in, like, in a film mm-hmm. needs to see this movie. Yeah. I mean, that's... Well, and I'm very interested to see the other two. I, I am, too. In fact, uh, I, I, was, I was thinking, since we're taking this next week off, I'll probably watch those two. Yeah. Um, well, let, me know, let me know what they're called, because I'm going to get that in my okay. queue. Okay, absolutely. Listen, the, the movie from start to end, in my opinion, was... The definition of uh, film art. The the music in it was fantastic. The, the I mean, there were there were parts where it was kind of like you know a metal guitar with uh, you know with some electronica beat in the back, but most of it was was uh, violins and strings, and it it was set up the the parts of the movie perfectly. You know, it, the mood it created the mood. It was perfect as far in my opinion. This is probably one of the best scored movies that I've ever watched. Let me ask you a question. Did you fall asleep during this movie? Not at all. Yeah. In fact, you know what's funny is I started at 11.30. Me too. And I... And Last you, night? Yeah. I, that was exactly the time I started watching it. Oh my gosh. We were like... We were probably we're horrified mental together. Buddies. Well, and, you horrified know, together. I'll tell you what though, and I am notorious for throwing on a movie at, you know, anytime yep. after 9 p.m. and falling yeah. asleep within 20 minutes. Yep. This one, I, in, in fact, when I, when I was done watching this... I wasn't tired. I mean, I was like, wow. I was the exact same way. I was up until 3 o'clock last night because I just I was like, I can't go up and go to sleep. Now. Well, I just kept thinking about it. Me too. It was, it was I don't know. It was one of those movies that will, that will probably stick with me for a while. Um, would you rewatch it again anytime soon? Um, you know, I would rewatch it again once. or may, You know, I may rewatch it a couple times just to catch everything. No, I, I'll tell you what. I, I would rewatch this, yeah. and I'll tell you why. Because, I mean, even though we know the ending, even though we know the twist in whatever else it was kind of an experience to watch it from start to finish mm-hmm. you know i wouldn't say oh honey you know come on in here yeah. let, let's watch it let's watch a movie together we're you know since you know we just want to have a good time i don't yeah. i don't think i would with you know watch it with with my wife i don't yeah i don't no, think she I would like this at all no, I wouldn't. in fact no. Even though there was no gore, there was a little profanity, but it didn't matter because it was all subtitles anyway, so right. it didn't seem quite so bad. I don't know. Tooth extraction was a was little... There, was there any nudity? There's one little part of nudity. No, there's a couple. The mammary count was oh, seven. Oh, oh there's, there's one sex scene, right. 
And then there's the time when uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, in, it's a pretty graphic, it's a pretty graphic sex scene. Yeah. And then you've got, uh, you've got at the end, there, there's more. Oh, oh yeah, duh. Yeah. And then there's one where Mido is uh, tied up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So you've got, you got the seven on the mammary count for that. Wow. Can you believe I watched the movie and I, I remembered something other than the mammary counts? Well, that, that just shows you that they accomplished their goal. Yep. So. Fantastic movie. I give this a bone saw. I give this a bone saw as well. Um, yeah, and it definitely, God, like I said, I want to check out those other ones just because if they're from the same guy. And somebody said that they're good too. Yeah, I that. just listened to, uh, well, not just, it was been a couple of weeks, but Dave from the Cheap and Nerdy podcast talked about, uh, I can't remember if it was Lady Vengeance or Mr. Vengeance. but Is that both, is that what they are? Uh, sympathy from, for Lady Vengeance and uh, Mr. Vengeance or Sympathy. Okay. I can't remember exactly. I think there's a couple of different takes on the names you know now i'm gonna do something and i'm kind of hesitating to do it because this is generally where people are like i'm gonna be funny and do it uh-huh. please do not put stuff up on the forum or if you sit if you give us a voicemail that talks about any sort of spoiling on it we're not gonna play it right so we while we appreciate that the people have seen it uh-huh. and you've got feelings about it we're just this is not we're not gonna give it away for no, it's, anybody. T- it's just too good it's too yeah. much of a, an experience overall so talk about your feelings but don't say remember that one part when just don't do it just don't do it. Well, all right. I, I it's it's uh, apparently means a lot to us. It does. Let's do it. Now I learned some things. Sure. Eating octopus can knock you out. Oh my gosh! Now, that, that was a gross. That was part. graphic. Like he didn't fake that. He ate the thing was alive. He said he wanted Absolutely. to eat something alive. He ate it alive. And apparently that was uh, the subject of some controversy over there. I mean, this is 2004. I mean, it's not like it's. 1980, when uh, Rug- Ruggiero Diodato is killing things in this cannibal holocaust right. film. I, I mean, this is 2004. Right. You know, this isn't that long ago. And uh, I I can't remember. I read something funny about that. But I, apparently it was a subject of some controversy. Yeah. Um, when it comes to sex, women, women play some stupid games. Making you sit like, oh, you have to wait till I sing a special song. And then you'll know. I may not want to all the way, but do it anyway. Yeah, that was weird. What the fuzz are you talking about? <laughs> so, um, and that's that's about it. And then I have a who else said that. Now this, if after that rant Sam went off about how that, he's gonna not let any, you know, what, I'm not out. going to. It's not worth it. I'm not. I, I okay. You know what? I shared it with you. I thought it was funny. It, well, it, it was. Is, it's really it was actually funny. probably one of the best ones. Trust us, especially since we're not going to say it. He can yeah. hold on to that. But but you know what? I'm just. It's not worth even coming close to what this movie is is all about. So I'm not going to do it. All right. This is a six is, degrees. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I you were, no, I, I was getting in the show. I have a six degrees. I'm Day- pissed off that the Jazz are losing I so know, bad. Holy cow! Dehan G was in Champion with David Jean Thomas, who was in The Crow Salvation with Kirsten Dunst. Let me guess. Who is in Interview with the Vampire with Tom Cruise? I'm just kidding. No. She was in uh, Spider Man, right? Well, I have Spider Man too because I used Spider Man last time. <laughs> That's good. We're getting some. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever if we're doing foreign films, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going back to the big ones. Why not? Like Spider Man's Ant Bully, where we've got yeah. a lot of people that Sky he's been High, in. Majestic, all the ones all that, that do not belong on this show. That's exactly right. <laughs> I'm still doing it because I will not be beat. Oh my gosh. Anyway, okay, so you know, I got to say that I thoroughly enjoyed all three of these movies. I mean, this was this was the, this is probably one of my favorite episodes to prepare for. Me too. But uh, okay, so let's get some final business out of the way. Uh, I want to thank everybody for going up and voting for us on Podcast Alley. That um, we really do appreciate it. Uh, I'll tell you why I like it. 
because um, if we get in the top 50 on Podcast Alley, the application on my phone, actually, I don't have to search for the podcast. It just shows like the top 50, so I can just go choose. Are and, we yeah. in the top 50? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, wow. That's, that's really good. Who cares? Uh, iTunes, again, appreciate the reviews. We've been getting some uh, awesome reviews. Good. Want to want to shoot a shoot a thanks to everybody out there. Uh, You're gonna shoot a thanks with your giant <laughs> wiener that shoots kidney stones. Kidney stones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, let's pay. So you gonna get me a death scene this week? I am without me having to beg for it. Yep, Just I'm gonna get death it. scene and clips and everything over to you on the ball. All right, man. Let's put in a death scene right here. Matt, are you are you in there? Matt, are you in there? Matt? And uh, to finish the show off, everybody, please go visit cadaverlab.com. Go to the forums there. Sign up if you're not already. Uh, Of course, uh, last time, you know, I completely forgot to say that uh, uh, if there's any new listeners out there, that that death scene wasn't just us being stupid. It's actually a a, a per-episode contest. You go up up to the forums, sign up for the forums, and there will be a thread there that uh, asks you for episode 30s. Death scene. If you can guess it, you get a fantastic prize disc. Even though I still owe TTKK one from two episodes ago, it's been in my car for like wow. two weeks, and I owe another one that uh, to Paul. I can't remember his uh, his nickname, but I remember his name. His first name is Paul. But uh, so I will send those out this week. I promise. And uh, go look up on episode three. I'm going to start making you do this. Apparently, I'm not good enough to do it. No, I'm just teasing. No, I just I was thinking I had one more thing I was gonna say. I want all everybody to know that this the Cadaver Lab podcast is trademarked, and if you guys chop up anything to put into voicemails, I'm gonna I'm gonna come kick your ass. Why? I'm just kidding. Pierce make Pierce's voicemail. <laughs> with 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 us with me laughing and you choking on the mayonnaise. That wasn't McPierce. I thought that, it was that McPierce. Was Tony. That was Tony. Oh, Tony. I whoever it was. The armed Tony. ape. Dude, that was so stinking funny. That I was, was that, that last statement I was completely joking around. I think that's hilarious. If people are chopping stuff up and he put that together, that was so funny. Oh my gosh. That was that, yeah, that was you know what? I didn't realize what a stupid pussy I sounded like, <laughs> but I'm glad that uh Glad that it came out. Uh, email us at mike at cadaverlab.com or sam at cadaverlab.com. And somebody please stump Sam on the six degrees. Not this happening. Is, this is getting so irritating. Oh, man. Uh, voicemail, uh, 206-339-2730. That is 206-339-2730. Hey, Sam, I'm looking forward to some more man on the street. You betcha. You know, what's funny is you did a great job. What, 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 
well, we got together to play basketball today, like at 1 p.m., mm-hmm. and that's when I gave you the recorder, and you came up with all that stuff before, yeah. what, like like five? Yeah. That's awesome. There, uh, yeah, there'll be plenty more. All right, well, yeah, I look forward to that. Anyways, uh, anything else you have? No. All right, man. Uh, so, for the Cadaver Lab podcast, we will see you later. Later.